0: Absolutely. Good morning to Neil.
1: Buenos dias. And, como esta? Mm. Better day today? Better than what? What do you mean by that? I don't know.
0: Yesterday when you came on, you were upset about something here. But... uh,
1: (laughs) How unusual.
0: Manish Yeah,
1: how unusual.
0: But the winds of change are blowing in this place. Yeah, it blows all right. You can say that again.
1: Hank <laughs> hey, said so this place blows. You're not talking about the water Nazi, you know, are you? Don't pick on her.
0: I didn't say anything except that I heard she's leaving.
1: Yeah. Well, we're really uh, going to have quite a big bash uh, as a send-off.
2: Oh!
1: Is the Pottle House taking reservations? I think uh, that place uh, that Skipper Chuck used to advertise.
0: What was that? Oh, uh, I know the place you're talking about.
1: Uh, Tropical Lake. You know? Yeah. Where you, they bring a glass of fizzy water for you to put your teeth in on the. Uh, we had a couple uh, of Christmas parties there. Yeah, I heard that. Figures. <laughs> Probably a trade. I'm, I'm sure it's a fine place. I don't know. I have. I think I ate there once, but it impressed me as the over uh, the death plus twenty crowd eating in there. It's an older group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the uh, death group in there. Then of course yesterday I was having really a fine day, and then the phone rang. It was your buddy Clarence. You know you have created more. I told you this a couple of weeks ago. More monsters between Stu and Clarence. Boy, Stu Godz call you too? No, no. Oh. Clarence was more than enough. Yeah. Give
0: me a lecture on life. I was talking about when Ken Walden was the program director at WGBS years ago, mm-hmm. and they went out and covered the Doral, and Ken got a houseboat and had it anchored on the 18th green or adjacent to it, and they had beer for everybody, and they had people out on the course filing reports, and they had fun. Yeah. Ken's not that busy these days. He? He'd be a good
1: PD. Yeah, there you go. We, we need a real PD. We had a junior PD. Calls here to give me instructions on life. Yesterday, Uh, yeah, I was having a really good food day yesterday. I was doing really well. In fact, my weight's pretty good right now. But after that phone call, I was so aggravated by getting 20 minutes in the middle of the afternoon to much ado about nothing. You know, just buzzing in my ear. I went across to the uh, convenience store. I got three Nestle's. They're very, they're very small. You know, three Nestle's uh, ice cream sandwiches. No, no, that's only the beginning. And then, of course, I ate those three so fast that it stimulated my appetite, so I went over and got three more. You ate six ice cream bars? Ice cream sandwich. Ice cream sandwich. Well, these are the real small ones. But, I mean, they're, you know. Not good, Clarence. Thanks a lot for screwing up my blood sugar and messing up my life. You're a killer, Clarence. You idiot. You quizzling. You fair. You simpleton. God, is he a moron. But then again, we got to have somebody do UM basketball, you know. Now, let's see. Is that a home game tomorrow or is he going to be getting out of here today? Uh, the game is in uh, Maryland, Maryland tomorrow. Oh, it's an away game. College Park. Bye-bye, Clarence. Nice Don't hurry up there. What is it? It's a nice campus. Oh. Well, I'll take your word for it. Where is, uh, is it? Uh, it's not too far Baltimore? from
0: Washington. No, it's closer to Washington.
1: No. College Park, Maryland. Well, I'll take your word for it. And it's almost as exciting as Homestead, where David Sampson may be building a stadium now.
0: No, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, what I said was that they actually left there with an agreement that uh, he'll enter a car in the uh, Homestead race. Oh, is that what it is? That's what that was about.
1: Oh, is it going to be a uh, Cadillac Seville? On their budget, it'll be a Volkswagen. Oh. Yeah, David Sampson met yesterday with three Homestead, Homestead representatives to discuss moving the team to the side of the city's baseball complex. <laughs> oh, give me a break. I think we can build a fan base here if there are a lot of people in commuting distance, said uh, Poison Ivy. That's yeah. the city manager, Kurt Poison Ivy. Well, there's, there's a lot of there. people
0: flocking to Homestead these days. Oh, my God. I can't
1: imagine a better place for the Marlins. Far away from uh, most people where they'll be safe. What you want to do, it, it reminds me
0: of a story about when they, they did a, uh, a study. The people who had the Burger King franchise on Las Solas and the beach, okay, and they got it very cheap because when, when they used to, when Burger King did the traffic studies, they measured traffic coming from all directions. And since there was no traffic coming from the ocean, they said, oh, we only have three-way traffic coming in here, and a guy stole the place. That's what Homestead is. Homestead is in a place where you can only get there from one direction, and that's right. a bad
1: idea. It would be like putting it down in the Keys, you know, yeah. so everybody could drive over that it's the rickety just highway. Just a little further. All right. So. You know, the, the Marlins situation reminds me of the Panthers, and so the difference being there are a lot more baseball fans, obviously, down there than there are hockey fans, but, uh, you know, it's the same thing. They Oh, if you don't build me the arena, blah, 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 blah I'm going to move to Nashville. That was the threat at the time, Portland or Nashville. And so they built that big, gigantic arena there, the Mac Arena. It's a beautiful place. The people that go there, 90% of them spend their time wandering around in the hallway schmoozing and drinking and uh, eating and uh, filling their fat face and uh, on a cell phone talking to uh, Aunt, Hi- Aunt uh, whatever her name is, Esther, and uh, nobody's coming. And like I told you yesterday, your buddy is on the verge of dismantling that team, too, because he wants to do it on the cheap and doesn't want to keep uh, pouring more millions into it. And, and so what did that accomplish? I mean, you know, it's nice for concerts, I guess, but what did that accomplish? And the same thing this business, oh, if we just had the stadium, people will show up. No, they won't. They could build a beautiful stadium right where they're right next door to uh, the current stadium. You know, they built that stadium. And fielding in- a minor league team out there isn't going to get people to show up. They keep pissing people off more and more and more, chasing them away. Oh, gee, why don't you come and support our franchise? Because you're putting out crap, that's why.
0: They built a stadium in Phoenix that's supposed to be one of these state-of-the-art places with a swimming pool out. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond center field whatnot. They didn't even
1: drown the Gretzky's in it.
0: Well, they're not drawing any people. Well, there you go. Good. The first couple of years, yeah, everybody was excited about it. Right. Just like baseball was here. The first couple of years, Mm -hmm. they drew people. Sure. It's a novelty. Something new and exciting. But it doesn't guarantee a long-term success.
1: Well, especially when you keep having fire sales and dismantling the team, people get disassembled. Now, this is the second time around for this routine. Yeah. It's like uh, your president says, fool me once, uh, you know, can't get fooled again, or whatever the hell he said. (laughs) What does he say? He just says, I I I didn't know know. about that. He says, blim, 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 like that. I didn't know about that. Yeah, about that deal with the Arabs. Well, we don't want to piss off the Arab street now. We don't want to get those people angry on the Arab street. That's the new deal. Well, by the way, I got a story today about the fact that um, the Dubai Ports Company... Uh, enforces the Israeli boycott. They will not ship any product that it was made in Israel. So not only don't they does not the government uh, of the UAE recognize Israel, but the ports firm enforces the um, Arab boycott against Israel. So any product that was made in Israel will just uh, who knows where they put it. I have an idea. maybe under their schmatas I don't know wreck them they're hiding it somewhere. Well, I won't be going there for any horse racing event. Uh, Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because I just had the racing. Just uh, just astonishing. I just had it on there a couple minutes ago watching some of last night's uh, activity. And on the bottom, the crawl was uh, the Dubai. uh, You know, they got the big races there because all those smata heads have got the big bucks on all our big races. Oh, yeah. So they're going to have that on the racing. I'll be sure to miss that. Doobie, doobie, doobie. Bye.
0: What they did over there was they duplicated Churchill. They have so much money, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They duplicated Churchill Downs. Well, I mean, I that's, so I'm so glad they're
1: having a good time with it because most of it is our money, so I'm glad that they're having a field day with it. But we don't want to get angry at the Arab street, you understand, whatever mm-hmm. that is. And now the New Deal, uh, CNN 24-7 now to cover up all the other the scandals that are going on in the Ports deal. Now it's Mardi Gras. It's on it right now. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, Good Morning America was doing a lot of They're all over right it like Stink on uh, the Water Nazi, man. They're just uh, obsessed with it. 24-7 with a Mardi Gras. Meanwhile, all those people whose houses got uh, blown away and uh, are homeless, their houses are still blown away and are homeless, and uh, they're running out of money. They only got a billion dollars left in the Katrina Fund, which may sound like a lot of money, but it's not when you're dealing with that many people and that many homes.
0: Yet people want to stay in New Orleans. I read that story, too. Yeah. Four out of five of them want to stay there.
1: Well, that's great. I'm happy for them. In fact, maybe uh, you can go open a pup tent concession. At the fairgrounds. Look at that. There's the Sky Miles O'Brien. He's got his. I thought that was from Hawaii they put those things on. He's got his lay around the neck. They're all goosed up there, all dressed, all drunk like usual in New Orleans, like any other day, you know, like nothing ever happened. <laughs> The only problem is half of the city is still homeless. But other than that, why should we care about such
0: things? Meanwhile, they're saying that next year is going to be a worse hurricane
1: season than last year was. Hmm. Remember what I said yesterday about uh, no more trips to Florida for this kid? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a real good idea.
0: This might be a good time to sell the house.
1: (laughs) If you're thinking about it, (laughs) sounds like a great idea. Yeah especially when I see what the going rate is in that area. Wow. Shocking.
0: There was a, a feature today in USA Today about Las Vegas and how it's growing. As a, as all the suburbs are growing. It's not just about the strip anymore. And, they, you know, they're bringing a lot of doctors in and businesses are moving there. And the average, the median income residence out there now sells for $300,000. Mm-hmm. I can remember when you could get a place there for a, 150000 it that was, like, huge. Yeah. But no more.
1: I wouldn't want to live there. I that crossed my mind once for about five minutes. And I drove out there with my rental car. drove out there in the, you know, hinterlands up toward the mountains and looked at the beautiful homes and all that. You know, it looks nice, but it's, the weather, the climate, first of all, is just absolutely intolerable. Unless you like it 115 degrees in the shade. And secondly, I mean, just uh, other than the gambling and the uh, shows, if you're into the shows and eating all those buffets, which would put both of us in a box very soon, what's the big attraction there?
0: It's just another city. Yeah. Once you get away from the Strip.
1: Right. Just
0: another town. It's like uh, Sweetwater. Well, it's... Only if
1: you speak English.
0: It's a little nicer than Sweetwater. But there are areas there... When's uh, the last
1: time you've been in Sweetwater? You better go check it out. It might be... uh, in fact, I'd go over to Hialeah. Maybe Raul no, will buy I a won't lunch. be doing that. Maybe Raul Martinez will buy a nice lunch in Hialeah. Probably be your last lunch, but... <laughs> in fact, remember Louis in the Bronx? I think they just opened one in Hialeah on 49th Street. <laughs> Raul, when he goes into the uh, tea room there, will probably be reaching for the uh, piece behind the uh, the box behind the toilet. I wouldn't be surprised if they still got those kind of toilets in Hialeah. With the... Uh... With the, the hands. Box, the box and the, uh, yeah. Yeah, where you pull the chain the flush right. toilet. I know they got some interesting toilets in Westland where they do the limbo rock up there. I heard a lot of stories about that. Okay. Some of our no-speaking English crowd, they like drilling glory holes. They bring along their own power drills when they go to shopping at J.C. Penney's. But that's another story. So you ready for tomorrow? Well, I, I don't know what the big deal is with tomorrow. So it's the 30th anniversary show, and uh, nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be another show as far as I know. I sure hope we don't have a bunch of contrived uh, phone calls. I sure hope I don't get no call from your buddy Clarence again. Jesus, God, that is... You're going to have to live that down the rest of your life. Clarence? Yes, you invented him. Yeah. He sure did a good job screwing over his buddy Duff, I'll tell you that. He sure uh, turned on him like a cornered rat. Nice going, Clarence, although there is hope because Joe came in this morning to announce to me about somebody leaving. I don't want to mention any names. So, resigned. So. Guess, and he tells me that she resigned in honor of my 30th anniversary. I don't believe that, but that would be, that would be nice to think that. In An honor of your 30th anniversary? That I accomplished that. Guess what, Phyllis? I'm still around. You're gone. You're out. You're out, sweetheart. And I suggested to Joe that, you know, she's got all those O.J., all that memorabilia in her office. We could auction it off on eBay. Make some, you know, another cash stream for the company. Maybe then the company could afford to pay Josh Cordes what uh, he's trying to get, a few bucks. Or are they cheap. They are so cheap, man. It's just scary. Kind of like Next when uh, when Michael sat down with the,
0: the consigliere. You're out. Yeah, you're out, Tom. You're out,
1: Tom. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can help. You're out, Tom. And that was when they were making the move to Vegas. See how it all fits together? is yeah. The pieces of life, the pieces of the puzzle of life, they all fit together, even though they seem all disassociated. Now, did you see the movie Crash yet? No. Got to see that. Really good movie. Crash? Okay. Yeah. Excellent. Not good, but excellent. Greeper and Cope are agreeing. In fact, I saw it last night. On It was on my cable last Maybe night. Maybe I'll go just... tonight. Stumbled on the last hour if it was on again, and uh, I watched the whole last hour. Oh, it's on that cable?
3: That well, Grieber's got a copy and he can lend you.
1: Yeah, okay. there you go. Oh, I got mine. Yeah, but the question is, does Hank have a DVD player at home? Yeah, I do. Well, thank God for that. Because how else could you enjoy that beautiful Samsung TV? You know, i got to admit this. Last night I'm channel surfing, and I went to the high-definition uh, area, you know, the, mm-hmm. the channel... And it was a college basketball game. I guess it was Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Yep. I, I have no interest in either of those teams. I could care less.
0: I, I had Oklahoma
1: State with the point. But but the picture on HD with the quality is so sensational. Yeah. That you have to watch at least a couple of minutes just to sit there it's and... It's so and, good and it
0: made me want to gamble on the game.
1: <laughs> oh. In fact, probably you, the picture is so clear that when you have a bet on it, you feel you can reach right in there and block a couple of shots if they're going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it's incredible. There, there's, and the good news is that pretty soon everything's going to be HD. That's that's going to be. I don't know why it isn't already. They got the technology. Just yep. just get with it. Get it with is. it already.
0: It's terrific watching sports on huh? that. Football's great to watch on. Huh? Yes,
1: absolutely. And hockey, too. I know you're not a fan, but boy, it's uh, something else. Yeah. Except the Olympics. That was on an HD. It was crap. I didn't watch that. Watched one game. Did you? Did we actually watch the game? Yeah. yeah. Who was that?
0: It was... Uh, Not the U.S. I watched uh, Finland and... Who were they playing that Russia. Russia. Yeah. Well, no, I, that was the... Sweden. Yeah, Finland and Russia. I watched yeah. Finland and Russia. And? That's all. it was. But it's a great picture.
1: It is. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Well, listen, have a great day. We've got to get uh, working toward that big day tomorrow, March 1. I don't know what that means. Bye-bye, water Nazi. <laughs> oh, that was, that was some of the best news I heard in a long, long time. Nice going, Joe. You go, Joe. Oh. Don't take any wooden nickels. I feel sorry for him because he works for... Uh, we could be having a great radio station if he weren't for such, was, wasn't working for such a bunch of mugwumps. They're the chigger in the woodpile as the Beasleys. Make no, well, you know that.
0: They're very sad. I'm just trying to get through the last couple of years here. Enough to make me want to watch
1: the little bit without incident. See that kid picking a banjo, you know, with that one eye in the middle of his forehead. Yeah, that's the Beasley's. <laughs> Have a great day. I'll see you mañana. See ya. Don't lose that money back. There we go. Pick it. Come on, it'll heal up already. Just keep picking it. Back to previous programs are those of the
2: hosts, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the Beasley Broadcast Group, its staff, advertisers,
4: or agencies.
5: Tonight, on the Islamic Cartoon Network, it's Iraqi and
6: Bullwinkle. Hey, Iraqi, watch me pull a rabbit out of my turban. Oh, Bullwinkle, that trick never works. Stupid it my
2: That was no rabbit, Bullwinkle. That was an insurgent. Oh, you
5: better get a new turban. <inaudible> Dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum
2: work the door, drop drop
7: drop the dump drop 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 the drop
5: 10:15
1: at 560 WQM. I have a fax I'm going to read that could be one of the most convoluted, one of the worst backhanded uh, compliments from uh, what's this guy's name? Herb in Coral Springs. I'm going to read that momentarily. Don't you think it's like a, a slap in the face? Yeah, hand? hey, congratulations. You're great, Yeah, but... um, and although I, uh, you know, when Howard's on, I just, uh, you know, I'm not going to be listening to you. I feel bad about it, but screw you. Well, screw you, too. Well, who can compete with that, you know? Yeah. might 10, say 16 something. at 560 WQM. Happy Tuesday. The last day of February. The last day of the 30th year and uh, all these other things. Isn't that exciting? Mm. Yeah. Hey, when you're shopping for shoes, I'll tell you a place that's always exciting, and that's Brandy Shoes in Pompano Beach. That's why they're still around. I guarantee you, since I've been talking about Brandy's years ago there's 80 zillion shoe stores have come and gone because uh, who wants to go and buy shoes at an overinflated price when they're buying off brands to top it all off and uh, they don't have the selection you're looking for. At Brandies. I guarantee I'll bet you the Water Nazi's life on it. Now, whatever style suits your fancy, meets your eye, that uh, they got your si- size on the shelf in stock right now ready to slap on your feet. And we're talking all the major brands like Rockport, Forsheim, Echo, Mephisto, SAS, New Balance, all the other top names. Ask for Arnie at Brandies I'll make sure you get a perfect, customized fit. At the right price every time. Brandy's even specialize in big, fat, wide wits as well if you've got those platypus-type feet. So Brandy's is worth your trip from just about anywhere in South Florida to take good care of those Tootsies for Comfort Style, Fit Value and Selection. Always think Brandy Shoes, and you'll find Brandy's at twelve ninety, North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, open every day of the week, Monday through Saturday till nine, and every Sunday till five. And this week is a great time to buy new balance at Brandy's. All great men's and women's new balance styles, ten to twenty bucks off the regular price. So be sure to get into Brandy's this week or do your shoe shopping on their website at brandysshoes.com.
8: This is Neil Rogers. This is 562A for
9: Roger's
2: guys. Oh! blue 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 the blue That thing on your ear, it looks so dumb. Wearing that thing? Looks like it hurts. It's the same size as a garage door opener. Born with the blue juice, blue juice, oh, you're a with the blue juice How pretentious! More with the blue shoes, oh, to You're with the blue
1: 1021x560 am Speaking of Clarence, moron. Uh, I've just, you know, I concocted my solution to the problem with him, so I don't wind up eating six ice cream sandwiches ever again, or going out and buying yeah. like a tub of ice cream. Right. Bad idea. Uh, next time I pick up the phone and his voice is on the other end, you know what he's going to hear? That's it. Excellent guess. That's what he's going to hear. I will hang. I will put the uh, cra- the thing in the cradle. The hand that rocks the cradle. Okay. So here's this fax from Herb in Coral uh, Springs, which I'm sure he's not listening now, because I'm sure that Howard is still uh, pop, 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 I'm serious, you know. Anything else, Robin? Anything else, Robin? Any more boobs, Robin? You know, I don't want to pick on Howard, but I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of the groupies, you know, including my own groupies. I'm just not, uh, the radio groupies nauseate I me, and always have. It's so a long fax. He says, congratulations on 30 years. About 30 minutes. In fact, the, the faxes and the, the tributes are just pouring in from... <laughs> oh, man, what a place. He says, I've been with you since 1987 when you were with WINZ. I remember the station's jingles in the CBS News at the top of the hour. I don't remember any WINZ jingles when you come right down. Do we have jingles at INZ? I don't remember any. I don't know. We had them in IOD. Right. Right? Did we? I don't know
3: from uh, once, from with all due respect.
1: I don't think we had no jingles. We had uh, jingles at Zeta, but uh, we had jingles at I uh, and Z. W-I-O-D. Oh, I hate that station. Oh, me too. Anyway, Herb says, I really feel guilty now that you fall into my second choice with regards to hearing your show live. Now, this is a guy who starts out by going out about what a big fan he is, and he's been listening for all the whole uh, 87, it's 19 years. I've had Sirius for over two years, but with the crisp, clean signal and the topic content of Howard, I find myself sticking with his programming in a wrap-up show that follows at 11 a.m. The wrap-up show.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: no. Maybe they got big-name rappers. As further punishment, I sometimes flip over to the West Coast feed to catch anything I might have missed three hours earlier. I know I'm not alone because my brother, who's a cop in Delray, also falls into the same trap. I find myself downloading your show and listening to it on delay. Again, I want to let you know I feel real guilt on my part, knowing that your listenership has to be taking a hit because of the Howard Sirius situation. Now, I guess, I guess uh, since he's been around so long, he must have his Alzheimer's kicking in. Because remember when Howard was on big, like on an over-the-air station, not just on Sirius, which is narrow casting, which very few people have it? Remember when he was on big? Yeah. And he was also staying on until about 1045, uh, some days 11 o'clock. And every, every rating book, we kicked the crap out of him between 10 and 11. Remember that? Yep. I just mentioned that in passing. Because I guess I'm supposed to be real concerned and nervous, according to my good, close friend, Herb, who, wants, who leaves his phone number, but I'd love to speak with me any time. No, thanks, Herb. Maybe he can explain to you why, you know. Why what? Why he likes Howard better than He, he doesn't want to miss a word, don't you <laughs> understand? He even, he even sometimes slips over to the West Coast feed to catch anything he might have missed oh. three hours before. He's not a fan or a groupie. He's obsessed. I see. Obsessed. Well,
3: you never know when Howard's going to say something.
1: I only wish that you and Sirius could come to some arrangement so you could get on. He says, you and George would be great on satellite. There should be no reason why you couldn't continue on QAM and do a little something on Sirius outside of the 10 to 2 p.m. hours. No, thank you. Four hours a day of this crap is more than enough for me. Howard is still desperate for programming. No kidding, Herb. For some reason, Pharrell and Danny Donab- uh, D- uh, Dushy. See, i got to be careful what I say there. Danny <laughs> Donab- Dushy have not yet signed. Oh, that's another great talent he's got on there. forgot about that. Great. Danny, uh, yeah, Danny Donab- uh, Dushi. Yeah. From the Partridge family who was in a closet all that time with uh, John Revolta and uh, Tom Cruise. How do you like that? Too bad R. Kelly didn't get him. So he's got all these... See, and the, the, he says, no one is talking about it. I know Howard knows about you, and I can only speculate. There must be some bad blood between you. I only hope that someday we can hear you on Sirius, whether it is with or without Howard. You deserve to do a little time on free speech radio before you retire. It's got nothing to do with bad blood. What it's got to do with is I have a contract here for three more years, and, uh, you know... They don't have anybody that's under contract anywhere else. Because they don't want to buy anybody's contract out. They're too cheap. Howard wants all the money for himself, don't you understand? That's why there isn't anybody on there. All for me. That's it. So the only people they put on are people like Bubba the Love Sponge who can't get back on terrestrial radio and Pharrell, and people have gotten fired everywhere else they've ever been, including Danny uh, Adouchi. Regardless, Herb says, I'll continue to listen to you via downloads unless Howard is in rerun. Oh, in other words, when Howard's in rerun, then we get to hear Herb gets there, live. Oh, I can't wait for Howard to be in rerun. There's nothing like live programming. You pioneered that concept by letting George do his thing. Thanks again for my years of great radio, Herb and Curl Springs. Then he's got his phone number. We'd love to speak with you anytime, Herb, no. no chance. I don't know why I'm talking to him like he would be listening. There's no, there's no chance he's going to listen to this now. You know, you're or his brother, that the Captain Del Rey. No, there's no chance, Herb. None. So I'm very sorry that I've let you down after all these years. This is exactly what you... See, there's no surprises in South Florida. You get exactly what you expect. Nothing. Right. <laughs> no, you get something, but it's it's always <laughs> sour, you know? Remember the... Because I don't know about you, but I like no. hot and sour soup or sweet and sour soup. Yeah, I don't. Thai or Chinese. I like that a lot. No, I don't like but, that. But here in South Florida, you want to get the sour part. Right. No sweet, no hot, just the sour. Like the saucepan I'm sucking on. Sour. It's sour. That's right. Wow. So thanks a lot, Herb, and I'm uh, tearing your message into little pieces now along with your phone number. Thank you so much. Here's the poll result. Uh, I guess we better do the break first because I got a co- couple of other faxes. The faxes are just pouring in, man. This it's is Emotional Roger. I'm choked up about it. This is
8: 560 QAM.
2: Tonight on the Islamic Cartoon Network, it's Pakistan Pig.
4: Abdul, uh, whatever you do, don't uh, eat me, Abdul. I, 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 I mean, disgust uh, discuss, 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 uh oh, I'm unclean. Won't take the train. You won't carpool. You see a hummer. You start to drool. You won't walk for 20 feet. You'd rather take your SUV, you can't drive, you can't heat, without crude, you're in deep. You need it for your plastics, withdrawal symptoms, make you sick. Whoa, you'd like to think there's lots more under the soil. Oh yeah, huh, that's what you think. That ain't the truth, though. Closer to the truth to say you're totally spoiled. You know, you're gonna have to face it. You're addicted to oil. Might as well face it. You're addicted to oil. Might as well face it. You're addicted to oil. Come on, Laura. Might as well face it. You're addicted to... Yeah, dance with them girls. Might as well face it. They're addicted
5: to oil. Might as well.
1: 10-33-27 33 27 before the hour. Let's see, we got bull again today between two and four in the spot where moe used to be, but we ain't no moe, and we got the revolving doe. Mad dog four to seven. Panther preview at seven. We just had the promo on that, so you should know that by now. Panthers at the lightning, at 7:30. Could be a pretty. Well, I don't know what it's going to be. We'll see. And then 80k after the hockey game. Poll from yesterday. What is the oddest name in sports today? They hated this poll like poison. We had 1,540 votes. Dick Trickle 412. I hate this poll, 240. I hate sports, 143. Coco Crisp, 129. Peekaboo Street, 92. Dick Pound, 83. Dick Buckkiss, 44. <laughs> Dick Pole, 42. Dakota Fag, 35. You fairy! Classical Burris, 25. Shaq had 25. Shaq! Kevin Pitsnoggle, 23. I well, I need the Josh's help on this. Adawali. Come Abunlie. on, you can do it. Adawali Agunlier. There you go. 21. Crapfonzo Krap, uh, Thorpe, 18. <laughs> DeBrickashaw Ferguson, 17. Ron Tugbout, 17. Yang <laughs> Yang, 17. Mike Krzyzewski, 15. Bimbo Coles, 15. Apollo, oh no, 14. J.J. Putz and Yasser Arafat Sati had 10 apiece. George Shorthose had 9. Bob Greasy, 9. X-Ray X- X- Hip had 8. Mickey Klutz, 7. Miro Shatan 7. Randall Gay had 6. Gay. Yeah. Tomlinson, 6. Cheryl Pounder, 6. And her sister, that little pint-sized quarter pounder. To Bucky Jones, five. Lake Speed, five. David Seaman, three. Lance Pitlick, three. Radic Bonk, three. Johannes Harebear had only two. They, I just, I don't understand that. Don't you think that's kind of an unusual name, Harebear? Uh, yeah. They, yeah. Don't, yeah. Uh, they don't get it. D.A. Points, two. Ontario Smith, two. Pappy Sow, two. Tobias Angerer, two. Rocco Mediate, one. Steve Bowling, one. Jay Baller, one. Jeff Ball, one. Sean Crooks, one. Joey Cheek, one. And none for Stefan Yell, Carl Dykhaus, that's because they're hockey players, and even though the names are on the list, they have no idea how they're pronounced. So, Takeo T- 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 Spikes, Joey Godspeed, and Jeff Payne had the big oh! nothing. So, that was yesterday. Today, we got. Uh, we don't have much. Well, I'm saving the uh, one about me for tomorrow. People in South Florida are, I think it's a very important poll, it's uh, extraordinary, 403 votes. Rude and hostile, 221. Uh-huh. We did this one quite a while ago, about three years Right And the rude and hostile one handily then yeah. another, now they're probably rude and more hostile than ever. That's what I voted. Dumb as dirt, 80, that was my vote. Just like that. Like Herb in Coral Springs. I, I You know, I still, I read it, and I've read mm-hmm. it twice now. Once off the air and then on the air, and I still can't get over the chutzpah that somebody would have to send me like, Oh, gee, how are you going to continue? I mean, however, I, like I said before, he's been on the air for a long, long time and going on till 10, 30, 10, 45, 11 o'clock, the post-game show, and on and on. And, on, and uh, somehow we still survive here. I don't know. Mostly okay, 85. The people in South they are like, not, or 65, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, not great. Come see, come sa. I hate this pool, 29, of course. Friendly, six, and geeks, too. Now, George was explaining before the show, since I'm an old fart, uh, that the word geek has um, it's morphed, morphed into a, d- yeah. a different meaning now. Right. As in computer geeks. Like nerds. It's, uh, it means yeah. what nerds used to mean. Well, as opposed to geek like uh, like Robert R- Greeper, for example. I, geeks. I was to think of a geek. Or Scott but Yeah. 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 guy with the, the eyes. eyes. Like the guy with the, eyes. Eyes. Like the fanny you. bag. There's a real geek. Yeah. But, of course, luckily, there are so few of those in South Florida. Uh, McLeod starred in. Now, didn't you just have an appearance somewhere? Fast Pro, yeah, last Saturday. And how did that come out?
3: Fine. All the geeks were there.
1: They were all there. Sure, they got, well, the guy with the eye showed up. The guy
3: with the eye showed up, but uh, Gilbert did not, though.
1: All right. <laughs> well, that's because uh, it's your appearance. So he knows you hate him like poison. That's right. Pepper. I have a Gilbert Pepper. stick. Just put his name on it. Anyway, yesterday we had this just before the end of the show. They're dying in threes, isn't that the way they always say it? Is it in threes or in yeah, they, they say threes. threes. Yeah, through all threes. Threes company, yeah, whoever they are. Darren McGavin died and uh, Don Knotts over the weekend, and now we got uh, Dennis Weaver, the slow-witted deputy Chester Good in the TV classic Western gunsmoke, and the New Mexico deputy solving New York crime in McLeod has died at eighty-one. Weaver died of complications from cancer Friday at his home in Ridgway in southwestern Colorado. He was a struggling actor in Hollywood in fifty five, earning sixty bucks a week delivering flowers when he was offered three hundred a week for a role in new CBS TV series Gunsmoke. By the end of nine years with Gunsmoke, he was earning nine grand a week. Nine thousand a week. When Weaver first auditioned for the series, he found the character of Chester Inane. He wrote in his 2001 autobiography, All the World's a Stage, that he said to himself, with all my actor studio training, I'll correct this character by using my own experiences and drawing for myself. That's what he said. The result was a well-rounded character that appealed to audiences, especially with his drawing, Mr. Dillon. I, n- I don't never watch that show, really, so I don't remember. Uh, no, so, no. I mean, I knew it was on, and I'd seen I remember changing Francis- the channel. Yeah, Festus. In fact, I would have thought Dennis Weaver was Festus. Who was Festus? Some uh, some hick. I'll have to look well, it Google up. Well, Google it, man. Google our Gunsmoke. At the end of seven hit seasons, Weaver sought other horizons. He announced his departure, but the failures of pilots for his own series caused him a return to Gunsmoke on a limited basis for two more years. The role brought him an Emmy in the 58-59 season. In 66, he starred with a 600-pound black bear in Gentle Ben, about a family that adopts a bear as a pet. The series was well-received, but after two seasons... Ken Curtis. Who is it? Ken Curtis. I don't know who that is. CBS decided needed more adult entertainment and canceled Gentle Ben. Festus Hagen. Oh. No. I wonder or if he was related to Tom Hagen. Maybe I can help. You're out, Tom. Next came the character Sam McCloud, which we recall the most satisfying role of his career. The McCloud series, a 70 to 77 uh, thing, juxtaposed a no-nonsense lawman from Taos, New Mexico, onto the crime-ridden streets in New York. His Wild West taxes, such as riding his horse through Manhattan traffic, drove local police crazy, but he always solved the case. He appeared in several movies, including Touch of Evil, Ten Wanted Men, Gentle Giant, or is that Gentile Giant, Seven Angry Men, Dragnet, Way, Way Out, and the Bridges of Tokori. Doesn't this uh, bio say anything about... Um... Duel? Oh, my God, I'm looking through this. It did not even mention Duel in here. Hmm. He appeared in a streetcar named Desire opposite Shelley Winters, toured in Comeback, uh, Little Sheba with Shirley Booth. Oh, here it is, finally. It had to be. Mm. He appeared in dozens of TV movies. Oh, that's right. It was a TV movie. The most notable being The 71 Duel. It was a bravura performance for both fledgling director Steven Spielberg. Remember I told you that the other day. I finally got something right. And Weaver, who played a driver menace by a large truck that followed him down a mountain road. That's a great movie. His other TV series were Kentucky Jones, Tabucky Jones, Emerald Point NAS Stone, and Buck James. There you go. Dennis Weaver. They're dying like flies, man. Because the Lord works in mysterious ways. When it's your time, the Lord reaches down, taps you on the shoulder, says, Your time, come on up and sit around uh, near my throne and enjoy the aroma.
8: This is Neil Rogers. This is
10: 562
1: AM. Neil? God?
9: I I shut a hunter. I mistook him for a flying bird. That is not an admission of guilt, mind you. I shot a hunter. And for 24 hours, I didn't say a word. You see, Scooter Libby had all of my press releases, but uh, that's a different story. I tried to keep this thing all hush-hush. Now, everyone's aware of it with the exception of President Bush. They say my hunting license wasn't up to date, and my aim isn't all that great. I was never in the Army, so as a result, I was never trained to shoot that straight. So I say, this is a catchy tune, or is it some kind of calypso? Scooter would know, I shot a hunter. But the CIA reported at the time that he was, in fact, a quail. And if the CIA says it, it's good enough for Dick Cheney. I shot a hunter. But that in no way indicates that our intelligence has failed. I prefer to think of it this way. The man's face was liberated from the oppressive regime of his skull, and America is safer because of it. That is all
1: dismissed. Bye-bye. See you, Dick. 1045 at WQM. Here's the facts from PR Ralph. You're a good friend.
3: My close, most personal
1: partner. It's been a pleasure to hear you the past 18 years since I came down from New York City. You're a breath of fresh air. And say how it is. A breath a fresh air. And may uh, you be on here another 30 years. But and you can't be a masculine child. And I'll always listen. Thanks for the entertainment. It's the best for the price. That's right. Even at twice the price, it's still well worth it. Thank you, for Raff. I did say anything about Howard or how he listens to, uh, sneaks to listen into uh, uh, the juice or, or anything else, you know? Yeah. Unlike my good close friend, Herb, who thinks I'm going to give him a call so I can, like, uh, bond, yeah. Here's one from uh, Kenny, uh, somebody. Ken uh, Lutz. Maybe Ken is from Lutz. Congratulations on 30 years, I guess, question mark, okay? Just a quick note on the state of my two hockey teams. Team Canada sucked. Toronto Maple Leafs suck. Both teams coached by Mr. Quinn. Coincidence, I think not. Of course, Mr. Quinn didn't pick the players for Team Canada, or quite frankly, for the Leafs either, but nevertheless. Have a good day, eh? Ken from the hometown of Phil and Esposito, Ron Francis, and where the Beezer lives now. I don't know where he's talking about, but if, if the Beezer lives there now, i sure if there's a lot of nice white people there. The Beezer. It's a little racial problem. Anyway, uh, David uh, faxes and says, boy, bad penmanship, David. Holy, did you you see this one from yesterday? What? What? The facts. What about it? I grew up in, I said bad penmanship. Oh. I grew up in Boston listening to Larry Glick, Jerry Williams, and many others. Probably Carl DeSue's and probably Jefferson Kay and Dave Maynard and Jay Dunn and Arnie Woo Woo Ginsburg. But anyway. Moved here in 92 and found you right away. You've been making my day ever since. On your 30th anniversary, I just have to write and say thanks to you. The best of all of them. I hope you don't retire anytime soon. Well, thanks a lot, David. Improve your penmanship, but thank you very much. Yeah, that was those were the days, man. Boston Radio was great. It was a long time ago. And then what happened? Well, just like radio turned into radio, a toilet. Oh, yeah. Radio uh, like, like went, out style, went out of style. Radio penis. used
3: to be great down here, too.
1: And well, I don't remember that. Five six seven 560 pound 560. The phone calls are just pouring in the telegrams, the faxes mm-hmm. of congratulations. It's just, its like I said, when you work in South Florida, expect nothing. Right. And they'll never let you down. They will oh. never, ever disappoint. That,
3: that card that I sent you yesterday, the, the one that I'm sure you were just reading from right now, there was a quail on the front of it. But I didn't fax you that picture. A quail? A quail. I don't,
1: I don't know see. if that meant
3: anything, but there's a quail. Yeah.
1: It's probably supposed to be cutesy. Here's Cliff, who says, I've listened to Howard. I like him, but I would rather listen to you for, the number number one, the callers and your reaction. And number two, you attack religion and government. And number three, the South Florida connection you have. So thanks for making that U-turn. Well, I don't know what that means. I was born around the time you came out of the closet. Keep it up, cracker. Three years, Cliff says. Uh, do you understand any of this? It's like incoherent. Three years what? You've well, been listening Cliff, three years? Cliff's and a Jamaican, then? isn't he? Oh, Cliff is a Jamaican. Oh, it sure ain't Cliff the Pool Man. I know that. Oh, I thought it was. You thought this is Cliff the Pool Man? Get no, out of here. Really no one, Cliff. No, oh, this ain't Cliff. Okay, thanks, Cliff. What Andy said, he rather I, Look, I'm not one of those people that worries about what other people are listening to. If you like Howard, if you like uh, 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 Sandy Payton, whatever you like. Listen to old Bill Smith tapes. I don't care what. Have a good time. I don't worry about such nonsense. I never have. That's why I've never been paranoid about uh, talking about other radio stations or other people on here. Who cares? Who gives a crap? As long as I get paid twice a month, close to on time, that's all I care about. And and that's the freaking truth. By the way, a week from Friday is payday, Clarence. And, Clarence, see you next time. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir.
11: How are you, sir? Good. Just wanted to call and let you know I've been listening to you on many different stations over the course of many years, and I appreciate all the laughs and the thought-provoking conversations.
7: <laughs>
11: and just one shameless request, if you would, is that okay. Mickey and Eisner skit. It just, it just makes me wet my pants. It really does.
1: Well, get you and Allison on the line. I'll get, I'll get it whipped up for you. All righty. Thanks, Pally. Thanks. See, he didn't say anything about it. he He likes to listen to old tapes of uh, Craig Worthing or whatever. You know what? <laughs> to each his own. Or the old Davy Gravy line tapes at your service from KAT. Those would be special. Or the old Shirley Spellerberg Irv Schindler show. See, I'd rather watch Irv uh, Schindler on TV than Schindler's List. I, I know I'm not going to watch it. Oh, wow. I don't remember how much I paid for it, but I have anybody want a copy of Schindler's yeah, List? I got I, it other I do. Room? It's a keeper, actually. Oh, you want it? Sure. I'll watch I'll send it again. It to you one of these days. It's very good. In the right mood. Five six seven 0, 5, 60, pound 560 on the Verizon and Singular Wireless line. I'm sure I left some other adjectives out here for South Floridians. People in South Florida are. I've only got like uh, six choices on there. It's not, not to end. One of them is I hate this poll. So I'm sure there are probably other ones. I'm probably just too cynical. That's all I've been. I, well, yeah, I was there right. too long. And I tell people that I was there too long and I grew to hate it like poison. Mm-hmm. I think people feel that way about a lot of places like New right. York or, or wherever. Or South Florida. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh reiterate. Or uh, yeah, or Detroit or, or, or South, South Florida. Florida again. Yeah. There it comes. WQAM, hello.
11: From South Florida. Q A M.
1: Line one, it's actually working and they couldn't uh, get it out. WQAM, hello.
11: Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Congratulations, 30 years. I know tomorrow's going to be too hectic to get in, so I wanted to give you an early congratulations. Stop 30 man. Yeah, it's going to be really My active, father, man. actually, check this out. My father used to listen wow. to your dating show, and then I started listening to you on the Zeta days, the beginning uh-huh. of the Zeta days, which right. you were, uh, you had me at the captive audience back then. So, congratulations, Neil. Thanks a lot, and uh, take care, buddy.
1: Thanks, Pally. All right. How you like that? No more complaints. The, maybe nope. there'll be some of them on their best behavior these next two days. Now, you know, a lot of them don't mean it, but that's okay. No, that was no, actually, good. Well, uh, actually, seriously, I, it's uh, not that I'm ungrateful to the people who supported the show all these years, because otherwise they'd have been long gone. Right. It's the silent crowd, the, the non-callers, the uh, passive people, a little bit too passive, if you ask me, but nevertheless, uh, they've been very supportive, and that's great, and I appreciate it, as a, as somebody I know would say. Appreciate it. Blabo used to say that. No, he didn't say that. Who was it that said that? I appreciate uh, it. I don't know. Somebody said it. WQAM, hello. QAM.
11: Hey, I'd like to speak to Neil. Speaking. Neil, congratulations or condolences, whichever. Uh Both. I finally figured it out how you do all of our venting and uh, you make our life a little easier after all these years. uh, You vent for us. Yeah,
1: that's why I have high blood pressure because I have to, like, uh, you know, Get all whipped up for, on the benefit of all the passive people down there.
0: Well, all of the jillions of your listeners, we do really appreciate you.
1: Okay, thanks a lot, Pally. You're welcome. See ya. Put that tongue away. Man. <laughs> oh, that was emotional. I, I shed a tear. I, not really.
3: Now, I want to hear from somebody who was conceived as a result of that dating show you used to do.
1: Oh. No. I don't think that's going to happen. Now, when, when would that have been? That would have been like around uh, 80-ish, I would say, early 80s. Okay. Yeah, early 80s, maybe 82, 83. So, yeah, that's possible. Right. With somebody like 24, 25. Right? They could have been conceived. You might be here now because they did that dating and mating right. show on WNWS. They would owe you their life. Oh, my God, was that show ponderous. And then and then we made the mistake. I don't know if you even, I, I've told you about it. The picnics that we had, and believe me, there were no picnic. So people would actually come and, uh, you know, meet and greet and lay eyes on the other uh, grotesque, I mean, the beautiful people. And then you'll never get, and in fact, that was when Bobby Hyman, and then there were some other, see, I really pissed a lot of people off with that thing. Because there were these dating services where they, you know, would make money from it. It was a business. And I cut into their business because people didn't have to spend any money on this. It was just a free service on a show. And people would call in and give out their phone number, which uh, nowadays I don't think they would do. But uh, And uh, nobody got killed that I know of. But so the regular commercial dating services got really PO'd. So what they would do is every time we'd have a dating picnic is they would infiltrate with some of their own people. And I don't remember, huh? Brilliant, yeah. No, no, and and guess who they schlepped to what a couple of times they would bring him out? Gilbert. No, uh, close. My, my, my. Oh, my. My, Mike, they would schlep him out there. Just, just <laughs> use him as kind of like a weapon. Like if you don't stop doing a dating you know, show, we're gonna like bring him uh, to your house. We're like, oh, uh, you know. You could have had a lot of
3: fun uh, hooking him up with all kinds of things.
1: Yeah. Uh, bossy the, uh, board That's and cowboy. Right. Hey, cute. here's a beautiful woman we're sitting next to you right now. Right. And it's Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it would have been a good match. But at any rate, uh, then <laughs> so the dating show picnic. Uh, I think that was the beginning of the end of the whole thing. I dropped the idea. That was, I don't remember how long I did that. Probably too long. And then of course we had gay dating on there too, and that was just that was really <laughs> that's well. True, yeah. mm-hmm. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless lines. Let's do a dating show. Oh, there we go. Next time one of your salespeople gets a brilliant idea about trying to hoard the show, let's get one of the dating services to come in, and we'll have a dating okay. show. that would yeah. that, be good for you, for me and Josh. Yeah, yeah, get a little on but, the side there, Josh. I'm sure you're right. getting a little tired of that. Get Russian a, uh, piece. That we'll get a, uh,
3: a side dish. Right. I'm always
1: open for new things. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. That's what Duff said. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Welcome. Yes, sir.
11: Uh, I just wanted to say thanks for all the entertainment.
1: That's it. Okay, thanks, Pally. Yeah. All right, buddy. See yeah. ya. Yeah, was short and sweet. I mean, you know, just, just make the effort. You don't have to have anything really creative. We can kill today and tomorrow with this crap. Thanks for the memories. Of course, Bob Hope is dead. I don't want to be singing that song. Oh, I will say this much. I don't want to, like, uh, pat myself on the back too much. But just spontaneously, I can be funnier in two minutes than Bob Hope ever was in his oh, life. Here, look at the money he made.
3: You can make funnier faces and be yeah. funnier.
1: Not as funny as Rich Little, but nevertheless. Oh, jeez. Why him? <laughs> man, it's not talent that counts. It's timing. It's like going to the casino. It's just blind luck timing, sitting down at the right spot at the right machine at the right time, man. You've got to be at the right machine Playing the other day, a couple of machines down, and this guy is uh, just plunging his hand. He keeps getting spin after spin, 25 and 30 and 40 and 20, and he looks like he's right above. Big, humongous fat guy. Made me look like uh, Minnie Mouse. I mean, just a huge guy, 400 pounds easy. How he didn't break that chair, I have no idea. He was a nice enough guy, though. And finally, boom, 3,000 on the line. And he turns to me and he says, this was great. He says, I could feel it coming. I knew it. And I, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to, like, pee on his parade. You know, I was happy for him, but uh, I would have rather had it myself. But uh, he, he knew it was coming. I wanted to say, oh, yeah? How would you know that? Let me know how that works. <laughs> he could feel Oh, look, they're killing a bunch of them birds or them chickens, man. I think maybe we can get our big party catered by killer flu chicken tomorrow.
8: This is Neil Rogers.
1: This is
9: 560 QAX. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain.
12: Any questions? Eisner? Mr. Mouse? What the hell are you doing to me? What do you mean, sir? Why am I reading in the paper you're going to put a Disney theme park in Brooklyn? Well, sir, we're just scouting locations. Jesus, I'm scouting CEOs. You are killing me. But, 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 sir, look what we've done with New York City, Times Square, 42nd Street. Hang on. Remus! Remus! Turn off the vacuum cleaner, Remus! Get that bluebird out of here! Okay, boss. (laughs) <laughs> Eisner. But, sir, look what we've done with Midtown Manhattan. 42nd Street is incredible. Oh, Man, you we... know what? Publicly, I supported that, but you took all the porn away. You're killing me. I'm going through Gaviscom like pez. We're just scouting areas. Calm down. Listen to me, Butt Munch. Don't tell me to calm down. We got lucky with Lilo and Stitch, $128 million. Now you're trying to ruin the whole network. What kind of programming are you running? Hang on a minute. <laughs> Three months, yeah, you've got bluebird crap all over your shoulder. <laughs> Clean yourself up for heaven's sake. And turn off the vacuum cleaner. Okay, Good God. Sir, the network is fine. Why couldn't you come up with American Idol? Good God, you're still running James Bond movies. They're 60 years old. Why don't you just put Steamboat Willie on and be done with it? At least then I'd make Well, the the movie division's fine. You mentioned Lilo and Stitch, and now we have the new M Night Shyamalan movie coming out later this summer. Oh, signs! What the hell does that mean? Stop sign, yield sign. You gotta start swinging some of these titles past me. Uh, Please, uh, Remus, Remus, can't hear you, boss. I know you can't hear me, Remus. You should. Hi, sir. Y- yes, sir. I'd be very careful the next time I started my car if I were you. What, what, what do you mean, sir? I'm about done with you. What? About done. What, sir. I'll put Hannah Storm in your job. But, sir, I'm You're sorry. terrible. I'm sorry. Maybe I'll put Remus in there. I'd like to be president of Disney, Remus. Oh, my. What a wonderful day. Get out of here, you nutbag. Well, speaking of uh, being
1: very careful next time you started your jag, uh, rhymes with fag, Clarence. at 5.60, WQAM, a CBS News poll finds President Bush's approval rating has fallen to an all-time low of 34%. (laughs) While pessimism about the Iraq war has risen to a new high. Americans are also overwhelmingly opposed to the Bush-backed deal, giving Dubai-owned company Operation Control over the six major U.S. ports, including Miami. 7 in 10 Americans, including 58% of Republicans, say they're opposed to the agreement. Sounds like 70% to me, 7 in 10? Yeah. CBS News senior White House correspondent Jim Axelrod now reports it turns out the Coast Guard had concerns about the Ports deal. We got that story later on. Why we'll do it now? Also, Cheney's approval rating is down to 18 <laughs> percent, down from down from 23 percent in January. Only 18 percent of the public say they have a favorable view of your vice president. Americans were evenly split on whether or not Cheney's explanation why there was a late report of the accident was satisfactory. whether <laughs> The booze was as good as they claimed it was. Oh, and speaking of Dick, Vice President Cheney, this is according to Insight, which is a right-wing magazine, and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're not. Vice President Dick Cheney is expected to retire within a year. Senior GOP sources envisioned retirement Mr. Cheney in 2007, months after the congressional elections. The sources say Mr. Cheney would be persuaded to step down as he becomes an increasing political liability to President Bush. The sources reported a growing rift between the president and the vice president, as well as their staffs, They said that Mr. Cheney's figure would immediately tell the president of the accidental shooting of the hunting colleague earlier this month. The White House didn't learn of the incident until 18 hours later. Mr. Cheney's next crisis could take place by the end of the year. The sources said. They say the White House was expecting Cheney to defend himself against charges from his former chief of staff, Louis Scooter Libby, that the vice president ordered him to relay classified information. Such a charge could lead to a congressional investigation, even impeachment proceedings. Uh Nothing will happen until after the Congressional elections, the GOP source said. And after that, there will be significant changes in the administration, and Cheney probably will be part of that. How do you like that? Already, Senators expect Special Counsel Patrick Fitzgerald to investigate whether Mr. Cheney authorized Mr. Libby to divulge classified material. And on a coast. Wouldn't that be something? It'd be something. See, Not people much. were saying they didn't want Bush to get impeached because then Cheney uh-huh. would uh, you know, be president. But then again, that would be nothing different than what it is now. But in this case... Yeah, if, uh, if Cheney resigned, it would really be bad, because then Bush would become president. Oh, that's cute. Not cute, but true. Yes. And very dangerous. 567056, five, oh, five, you know, talk about crooks. There you go. There's Silvio Berlusconi from Italy, man, a real crook. The world's biggest, perhaps. And there's Bush sitting right next to him with a dumb, stupid look on his face, like, when do we eat the raviolis, you know? Look at that. Berlusconi and Bush, the BB brothers. Doesn't B&B make canned mushrooms, I think? Oh, boy, those are good. In fact, they're boiled in butter. Boiled than butter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they got like butter in the can. Like, you ever have butter in the can? Sure, just this Tell morning. Tell me something about that. People in South Florida are. We have 496 votes. I bet you if I refresh it, we got like 500. Not that it makes any difference. 497. Rude and hostile, 272. Dumb as dirt, 97. Mostly okay, 86. I hate this poll, 34. Friendly, 6. I oh, haven't met them yet. And Geeks, too, out of 497. Just amazing. Well, And people would say, well, that's because it's your crowd, Neil. They're just doing that to suck up to you. Sure they are. Right, yeah. Even our friend Carolyn, remember the attorney Carolyn? One of our regular faxes. Faxing in yesterday saying she's moving to Pittsburgh. I got news for her, man. It's got to be pretty bad when you move to Pittsburgh. Mm. That should tell you all you need to know. Oh, Josh's favorite line 9 is ringing. QAM, hello.
11: Neil, God. Ye- yes, sir. Hey, I sent uh, George an email last night. I don't know if he forwarded it on to you about uh, Have you ever seen a documentary called 9/11 Loose
12: Change? No.
11: One of the best I have ever seen. This thing exposes all the BS. Yeah. It's a great documentary. Uh I sent the link to George. He can uh, forward it on to you. Okay. And I had a question for you. Um, the about 30 man that you're
1: always playing. Tired, man. Yeah.
11: That guy. What is that from? Oh, jeez. Was that a caller or was that no, from a that's movie No,
1: I'll, I'll play the bit after the next break. We'll play the bit. It's Puff Daddy okay. and Regis. You never heard that bit? It's no, going man. to be on the anniversary season. I'll, I'll for those play in a minute. Just, just don't get surly with this guy. Jerk I'm I'm just telling him. You know, the way you said it, surly. <laughs> like impatient. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah and see, so it, you see what a bastard the, this guy's turning into? It's all because nah. of Clarence. It's all because he's starting to stick around with Clarence lately. I'd stay away from him if I were you. Yeah, for the poll, Yeah.
11: South uh, Floridians are the best.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, that's going to get a lot of votes. Thanks, Pally. Later. See ya. It's on the disc. that's coming out. Just be patient. You'll get saying, in. I just
3: saying, because everybody asks silly. about it. Hostile. And uh, there you go. There's a, a reason to buy it.
1: Wow. I can understand why, though, because you're there. Yeah,
3: and it sucks.
1: Lots of issues. It really does suck. The, uh, the best. South Floridians are the uh. best. That ought to be a real hoot. And, of course, you can vote for yourself. Like, I am the best. I am the greatest. It'll make you feel pretty good, even if you're a bastard. Let's see. Here's a dentist who sends me a fax. He says, dear me, I want to congratulate you on your 30th anniversary. My name is Marvin. He's got his last name. I don't use people's last names on the air. I've met you a few times. I remember my son, Sean. Ooh. Who, unfortunately, has been extremely ill the past few years. Uh, Severe ulcerative colitis. Leading to removal of his colon and many many hospital stays and operations with the um, goal of attempting to make a new colon out of his small intestine. Jesus, he's an editor at the Marco Island Eagle, and he's got his email here. i listened to you for 27 years. There are a few people who have admired respected as much as you. You've entertained and informed for 30 years. My entire family has appreciated you and your town for all these past years. Very, uh, stay well, very healthy, and again, congratulate. Bye bye bye. Very truly yours, Marvin. He's got his last name. Well, I'll give my best to Sean, Marvin. That's uh, grotesque news. Man, just like that facts I had the other day about Fern Friedman just died. Not just, I mean, a couple of years ago. It was like hearing that Bill Calder's wife died several years ago. I mean, what is this all about, you know? That's what my mother always used to say. What's it all about, Alfie? What is it all about?
3: I don't know. It's about getting paid and then dying, I guess.
1: That's it. Getting paid and on time and then dying. Jonathan Plantation says, Congratulations on 30 years in the business. Don't go into business, all you punks over there at Piper High and all you other at VUM. Well, they're not in the business. Just forget about this business. It blows. It sucks. It's a killer. Especially when you've got a guy that's been listening since 87 that sends you a fax, goes out of his way to send you this long emotional fax, and tells you he listens to Howard every day, and the post-game show, and the pre-game show, and then the West Coast feed, and the uh, Cock-a-Moon feed, and the Out-of-This-World feed. Man. And thank you so much for making my morning and afternoon a heck of a lot more pleasant. Every little bit helps when you live in a toilet, says God. That's right, you're living in a turlet. I can almost hear I'm getting feeling flushed just thinking about it. And above all, thanks to opening my eyes to the hypocritical religious bastards and corrupt political landscape in this country, helping me to give a damn. Here's to another 30 years, said Jonathan in Plantation. About 30, thanks, man. Jonathan. 509 votes on the poll. The best so far has got. Oh. No, it just went on there. You know, give him some time. People in South Florida really are the best, aren't they? Come on, let's suck up. You folks are the best. God, you are, like, responsive, and you're, like, uh, dynamic, and you're, like, activist, and you, like, really care about the things that count a lot, like uh, the dolphins and stuff like that. Important stuff, like sports talk, for example. And then they're, still, they're still hocking Mardi Gras on CNN. This is 24-7 coverage, man. Mardi Gras. This is the new diversion. It's the new uh, security blanket that they're hiding under. All this other corruption and crap going on, and they're hawking Mardi Gras. I mean, I, you know, not that i begrudge be New Orleans, but what the hell is this going to do to put these people's lives back together again? So it brings a lot of money into the people who are in business there, and what are they going to do with it? You know what I'm saying? Maybe oh, send Scott of. Miles O'Brien, where he belongs, in outer space on the space shuttle. What a jackass! And they all got their outfits on, and they're and they're celebrating, they're having it. That, that's America for you, man! Having a big party. People are all those people that are dead. Are they rebuilding the Levees? No, no, not the Levees. How about the George Morton Levy? You ever see that? As Stan Bergstein once said, you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Levy. That was right at Purim time too. That's when he and Spencer Ross were Homitage homintage on racing from Roosevelt. WQAM, hello. QAM. Oh God! Yes, sir. You know what? New
11: what? Orleans is the worst place. It's almost as bush league as here. Could be the two worst towns in the whole U.S.
1: And it's a lot filthier than there. I'll tell you that. At least South Florida's got the palm trees in the ocean. New Orleans is a, a, a toilet.
11: Oh my God! Yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right about the comedy thing. It is just so bad that it's all laughing at the characters. There's no real comedy. Like Bob Hope is just—he's—he's he's the worst.
1: Yeah. Never, I never heard him say anything funny in uh, in my life anyway, maybe before I was born.
11: Just crap. And anyway, Neil, thank you so much. Uh, you're irreplaceable. Okay, and thanks, it, Pally. And, and in cl- closing, uh, hey, Joyce, Tijuana wants her donkey back.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh. did like that movie, Losing It, though. Right. I think that's because John Stockwell was in it. Probably uh, Oh, and speaking of uh, what was—I I just had something so important I was going to pass along, and it's probably just as well I forgot it. Was it about it Tom Cruise? Was... No, it was not about Tom Cruise. It was much more important than that. It was really in very poor taste. Twelve minutes past, so I'll work on remembering it during the break. Twelve Good. minutes past the hour. We got uh, Bo Camper coming up at two. Why do I call him by his last name? You know, because there's a thing, sports thing it. there.
3: You just get into it. it, yeah. The last well, see mentality. Bo Camper
1: at two, Mandridge at four. And then the uh, Panthers stuff, followed by Eddie K after the hockey game. That's calculus. Panthers against the Lightning, baby. And Ole Jokinen, he's going bye bye, and Roberto Luongo bye bye. The Alan Coleman. man, stick to the horses, Alan.
8: This Especially is the Neil party over you know, This is 562 AM. Mm-hmm.
9: Comes the sequel to a film about forbidden love that's even more forbiddener. Broke back mountain two return to the sheep. Life is so much simpler up here. I don't need Jack. I don't need my wife. I don't need Hello there, Wooly. It's you a pretty little thing. There are secrets we cannot hide. There are species
10: we haven't tried.
9: It could be like this, just like this,
10: always. Brokeback Mountain 2, Return to the
1: Sheep.
9: I wish I could quit you lamb chop. 1116,
1: what was your name, Sherry uh, Lewis? Lewis, very good, lamb chop. Anyway, I just remember what I was going to say. The guy was talking about people trying to be funny who aren't, like Bob Hope. Right. Well, guess who I saw? I'll give you a clue on what show was Only $50. And I hesitate to say it because uh, it's not politically correct, especially to the crowd under the age of 100. <laughs> no, John Stewart was on last night. For the hour with Larry. For the hour. Oh, uh-huh. God. What? Nothing. Larry. No, I'm not talking about Larry. I'm talking about John Stewart. Yeah. He was not funny. I don't imagine
3: that he would be on Larry. The show is very funny. The Daily I
1: mean, well, they showed some clips. Actually, they showed more clips from Letterman than they did from his show, yeah. which I thought was kind of bizarre. But um, he, it was just, and he tried so hard to be funny. And, of course, Larry is about as funny as a giant uh. tumor on your back. And uh, it just, it was just horrible. Well, I, I sat there, and I watched pr- about 35 minutes, and I said to myself, why are you doing this? Trust me, The uh, the Daily Show is funny. They I know that. I've seen the, the clips, but, but uh, he, uh, by himself, is not... Yeah. I, 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 I didn't before. used to like
3: it. No, I had the same opinion of him a long time ago. He tries to force it. Right.
1: But anyway. It's like it's I not, said, I it probably forgot Maybe I forgot it for a good reason. Don't say that. Don't be knocking <laughs> John Stewart in The Daily Show. All your listeners Listen, under the age of 100 watch that. He's That's the, the only person news. on
3: TV saying it like it is.
1: Yeah. And uh, don't forget Lou Dobbs. Oh well, recently has got religion all of a sudden? All of a sudden, big fat said, uh, face. Yeah. Uh, he got he got struck by the uh, bolt of lightning or something, man. Lou Dobbs from the entire hour is ripping Bush an ass now, night after night on the certainly Nazi network, man. They must be foaming at the mouth. I bet you Dana Bash and Wolf Blitzkrieg are planning his assassination as we speak, Lou Dobbs. Wouldn't you think? Sure. Or at least pee in his coffee. Although that guy in Ohio probably would enjoy that. Dana Bash, my ass. <laughs> and guess what they're still doing there on uh, CNN. I, want, I wonder if MSNBC is, is up to their earlobes in this uh, New Orleans crap. I mean, this is just outrageous. Yes, look at that. Louisiana's recovery, Mardi Gras. The state and the challenges ahead is Louisiana Senator Mary Landry. Bada-beep, bada-boop, Don't she look nice. She's, she's okay. She looks a little butch to me, to be honest. Have you ever notice that about her? No. Nope. She looks very butch. Coast Guard had concerns on Port Deal. Citing broad gaps in U.S. intelligence, I think that's becoming an oxymoron, isn't it? Yeah. U.S. intelligence? Has been. The Coast Guard cautioned the Bush administration weeks ago that it could not determine whether a United Arab Emirates-based company seeking a stake in some U.S. port operations might support terrorist operations. The disclosure came during a hearing Monday on Dubai-owned DP World's plans to take over significant operations at six leading U.S. ports. The Bush administration said the Coast Guard's concerns were raised during its review of the deal, which it approved January 17, and that all those questions were resolved. There are many intelligence gaps concerning the potential for DPW or PNO assets to support terrorist operations that precludes an overall threat assessment of the potential merger. The unclassified Coast Guard intelligence assessment said. The breadth of the intelligence gaps also infer potential unknown threats against a large number of potential vulnerabilities, the assessment said. The Coast Guard said the concerns reflected in the document ultimately were addressed. In a statement, the Coast Guard said other U.S. intelligence agencies were able to provide answers to the questions it raised. And and the parent of that Dubai-based firm at the center of the political storm in the U.S. over purchase of American ports participates in the Arab boycott against Israel, the Jerusalem Post reports. The firm Dubai Ports World, DPW, is seeking control over six major U.S. ports, including those we know that, it's entirely owned by the government of Dubai via a holding company called the PCZC, Ports, Customs, and Zone Free Zone Corporation, which consists of the Dubai Port Authority, the Dubai Customs Department, and the Jebel Air Ali Free Zone area. I wonder if that's related Jezebel by Frankie Lane on Columbia Records. Jezebel, remember that? No, what year? How about Mule Train? Remember Mule Train by Frankie Lane? No, no. what year? 1802. Yes, of course, the boycott is still in place and is still enforced. Mohammed Rashid Adin... A staff member of the Dubai Customs Department's office for the boycott of Israel told the Post in a telephone interview. If a product contained even some components that were made in Israel, you wanted to import it to Dubai, it would be a problem, he said. A dean noted that while the head office for the anti-Israel boycott sits in Damascus, he and his fellow staff members are paid employees of the Dubai Customs Department, which is a division of PCZC, the same Dubai government-owned entity that runs Dubai Ports World. Moreover, however, the post found that the website for Dubai's Jebel Ali Free Zone area, which is also part of the PCZC, advises importers they'll need to comply with the terms of the boycott. U.S. law, by the way, I just mentioned this in passing, Father Paranoia, U.S. law bars firms from complying with such requests or cooperating with attempts by Arab governments to boycott Israel. Adina says that... His office examines certificates of origin as a means of verifying whether a product originated in the Jewish state. So, in other words, anything that might have been shipped out of Israel, even like if a ball bearing was made there, even if like a a tiny piece of matzah was in there, uh, they ain't going to ship it. They're going to schmitt can it, no doubt. How do you like that? Hmm. Those Iranians, man, and those uh, Hamas bastards, they don't recognize our friend Israel. They're evildoers. They're part of the axis of evil. But now the uh, UAE people, which is up to their earlobes in bed in business with Neil Bush and Papa Bush and W. Bush and every damn other Bush. Well, that's a different story. We don't want to piss off the Arab street. Must be a lot of people PO'd on the Arab street because grisly attacks and other sectarian violence unleashed by last week's bombing of that Shiite Muslim shrine have killed more than 1,300 Iraqis, making the past few. And don't forget your vice president, shoot him up, dick is the one that told us months and months and months Mm -hmm. ago now that the insurgency was waning. He stuck his head out the window, at least his finger anyway. I can't say which one. He stuck his finger out the window. He discovered it was waning. The past few days now are the deadliest of the war outside of major U.S. offensives, according to Baghdad's main morgue. The toll was more than three times higher than the figure previously reported by the U.S. military and the news media. More than 1,300. That's since Wednesday, by the way. Hundreds of unclaimed dead bodies lay at the morgue at midday uh, yesterday. Blood-caked men who had been shot, knifed, garroted, or apparently suffocated by plastic bags stuck over their heads. Many of the bodies were sprawled with their hands still bound, and many of them had wound up at the morgue after what their family said was their abduction by the Mahdi army, the Shiite militia of cleric Muqtada al-Sadar. All right. They're doing it, baby. Things are fantastic over there. Oh, we're fine. There's another one who died on us, Dan Stewart. For, well, what is going on here, man? What the hell is going on? You know, there's supposed to be like an orderly progression of things. Right, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If we had a God, if there was really such a thing as a God, a loving God, instead of this wrathful, hateful God that, like, has always been, his wrath is waxing hot. He reminds me of the water Nazi. Maybe he can resign, too, okay? I think this God ought to like step down. He's not doing too good. Let's get another God in there to run things. Hey, oh, God. There you go. It's got to be an improvement. I wouldn't be seeing all these people dying from all these diseases and inventing all these damn creatures, these damn little things that bite and kill and spiders and snakes and crap. Remember that song, Spiders and Snakes, by Jim... Uh... Stafford. Stafford. Very, very good. Boy, you're sure Tony your Tony uh recent sins. And, boy, there's a multitude of them. That's what Josh Cordes told me. And Josh Darrow. And he ain't joshing. By the way, Clarence, don't ever call here again. I, w- I will hang up on him if he ever calls here again. Even if he just calls to say happy anniversary, I Click. I-, I don't want to talk to him. Here it is. Spiders and Stakes, Jim L. Stafford. Right. Awesome.
3: Remember his variety show?
1: Yeah, it was on for about five two, minutes.
3: Five minutes. It was a few five minutes. That's enough.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I wonder if he's came to Art Stafford Jr. U.S. troops in Iraq, here's the Zoghbi poll. This is going to, you think the poll on Bush and Cheney was exciting. 34% for your president, by the way. A popularity rating that is staggering. 34% and 18% for the real president. Shoot him up, Dick. LeMoyne College Zogby poll shows just one in five troops wants to heed Bush's call and stay as long as they're needed in Iraq. 58% say the mission is clear. 42% say the U.S. role is hazy. Remember those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer? Uh huh. Nat King Cole? I bet you don't have that. No, no, got it, do you? Oh, no. I can't believe it. Ah. You owe me a dollar. Capital Records, man. I'll send the dollar when I see that uh, movie. That.
3: All right. <laughs> Tim, list. I, I really wish you would uh, watch it. You're such an Why? anti-Semite.
1: I tried. It's Listen. got nothing to do with anti-Semite. It's like uh, eating chicken. I, when Listen. you're Jewish, you've been fed chicken all your life. You don't want more chicken. And now's a good time to stop eating chicken, by the way. That's
3: right. Forget about the fact that of, of the scenario. It's I about a very heroic man that has a great story, and it's told very well, and he deserves to have attention paid to him because uh, we don't have anybody like that in the world right now.
1: Oh, I see. Not even Howard Dean? Nobody.
3: No, no. What Schindler did was go against the grain, even though he lost everything and could have gotten himself killed for doing what he was doing. Instead of being an opportunist, before yes. after he
1: started conducting those uh, trips to China, around the same time for Schindler. Plurality of our troops believe that Iraqi insurgents are mostly homegrown. Almost 90% think the war retaliation for Saddam's role in 9/11, uh, which of course there wasn't any. Most don't blame Iraqi public for insurgent attacks majority of troops oppose use of harsh prisoner interrogation and plurality of troops pleased with their armor and equipment. A plurality, but not a majority. An overwhelming majority, 72% of American troops serving in Iraq think U.S. should exit the country within the next year. Nearly one in four say the troops should leave immediately. The new poll conducted in conjunction with LeMoyne College's Center for Peace and Global Studies showed that 29% of the respondents serving in various branches of the armed forces, including the National Guard, 29% uh, said the U.S. should leave Iraq immediately, while another 22% said they should leave in the next six months. Another 21% said troops should be out between six and 12 months, while 23% said they should stay as long as they're needed. How do you like that? 72% say out this year, please. Jason, you're on QAM. We don't
11: have any National guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not they? the
10: National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard.
11: No National Guard in Iraq?
10: Not, not There's no National Guard. Uh, no.
11: This
8: is Neil Rogers. This is
2: 562 AM. Come on. Absolutely. Dick was hunting for clam, drinking Jenny Cream Ale with his pals in Corpus Christi. But when Dick cocked his gun, Half-blinded by the sun, he shot his bloody hairy. Now he's got a heartache because of his mistake. Says it was the worst day of his life. Hell, I bet it did, could choose again. He wish he shot quick. His wife will change. to look like imported Swiss cheese and it's blood old tree. Thanks to Big king.
1: See, one thing about people like John Stewart, uh, the way that the media, the mass media operates, they're always going to come off looking bad, unless they're in their own venue, you know? In their own, uh, right. You're right. I'm just telling you, because no, he, I know. You know, when uh, John Stewart went on CNN that time, they invited him on there, and he ripped him in ash and said the show sucked, and they, you know went off the air shortly thereafter, mm-hmm. and he was with, right. With Tucker Carlson. But he came him off a uh, just uh, like a uh, bozo. It's like the last time Gore Vidal was on, uh, interviewed on some show. It was, I was on CNN. I think it was on Crossfire. And they made him look like a doddering old fool, which he most certainly is not. And he was telling it exactly like it is. But uh, they don't want to hear that. They don't want people like John Stewart on the here. They, you know, they, they don't want the, the public being uh, treated to the truth once in a while. So stick to your own thing, John. And, of course, he's going to be doing the Oscars this weekend, Sunday. And Larry asked him only about 75 times, What, are well, you nervous about it? What do you think? How do you feel? <laughs> oh, Larry, please. Please, Larry. Go eat some homintosh and it's that time of the year. Dressed in all black, former stripper-turned-weight-loss promoter Anna Nicole Smith fought her way through a throng of photographers and autograph seekers today. See, this is the important stuff. That's right. On her way to a Supreme Court showdown in her bid to inherit her late husband's fortune. Smith didn't say a word, didn't sign any autographs, as she and a lawyer tried to slip into a side door of the court. They tried to come in the side way. They wouldn't let her come in the back way. With millions of dollars on the line, legal issues stemming from a nasty family feud over the fortune of Smith's late husband, J. Howard Marshall II, turns on whether the state or federal courts have jurisdiction in the matter. CBS News correspondent Wyatt Andrews says Smith lost her battle in court in Texas, while a federal court said she's owed, owed $88 million. But the question is, does the federal court have the right to order the money paid out from the estate when a state court has already said no? Smith, he's spokeswoman for the diet product company. Oh, it's speaking of that, I don't want to talk about her anymore. Uh, of course, her talking about dieting. Oh my God. Right? That, that um, Jenny Craig thing. I, 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 those people <laughs> no, seriously, I know what you're talking about. She has become. Kirstie Alley has become so... She, she's not even human. I don't know what the hell she is. Well, of course, she's, she's a, a Scientologist. a caricature of herself. Maybe she's one of the people who landed on those spaceships when the Scientologists came in. That could be. She's a pod person. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, of course, always... And the fettuccine. A, when she's shoveling it down. If you call it, she's shoveling the fettuccine down her fat puss. And at every spot ends with her. And, of course, it's not her anyway. Like, you know, they got a stunt person uh, doing mm-hmm. stuff. And she's shimmying. She's like shimmying. Which well, I have no idea what that is. You know, it's supposed to be sexy or uh, whatever. Uh, she's about as sexy as a, a watermelon, you know? Good God. She is grotesque, nauseating. But nevertheless, it's their money, you know? Right. Call Jenny. <laughs> she's shoveling the fettuccine. Pounds of it. Cookie dough. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, one of my favorites. All of oh, whom I to talk? I ate six ice cream sandwiches oh, yesterday. They were the small ones, though, but... Even if they wouldn't have been the small ones, if they would have just had the bigger ones, I could have probably had four or five of those. Thanks a lot, Clarence. See, this man is trying to kill me. He, doesn't, he, he pretends he doesn't get it. He gets it, but he pretends he doesn't get it because he knows that if anybody will listen to me, uh, he'll be back uh, at the sports desk or uh, writing stories about UM basketball as opposed to pretending to be a program director. A major market radio station needs a real program director. Even the Humper said that this morning, and the Humper was like his uh, you know, a mentor it's never too late to admit your mistakes. What? His Dementor? Uh, well, I'm his tormentor, and that's why he's trying to kill me with these psychotic, neurotic calls and, uh, you know, get me to go out and eat ice cream sandwiches by the, by the dozen. Those they are awfully good, though, by the way. Yeah, I know. I like them a lot. Yeah. Didn't used to. I'll tell you what I used to really like a lot, but you have to, like, nuke them a little bit. I haven't had one in years. Is the Carvel Flying Saucers? Oh, okay. Speaking of out of this world... Yeah, you never had those? Yeah, I have. The chocolate it's ones. it been a long time. They're, they're much too. They're always frozen because they don't move them that right. fast. So they sit in there for like, and then they get freezer burn, you know? Yeah, they're no cookie puss. There's anything that's really bad is freezer burn on ice cream. Oh, uh, yeah, anything, yeah. but especially ice cream. Oh. You ever, have you ever done that? Gone into a store? Yeah. And you're really dying for ice cream, you know? Like me, every five minutes. And you go and you buy like a pint or a quart or a half gallon, whatever the hell it is. And you bring it home and you open it and you realize that the, the freezer compartment in the store. The electric obviously was off, and so this, everything that was in there like thawed and then refroze. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, oh no, and you and you take off the lid, and you see all this mung. Uh, I still eat it though. Do you? You think you think I'm going to like have that much willpower to wait and go back to the store and get a different container? Yeah, you take it back. No. For your money back. No. People in South Florida are 583 votes. I'm surprised we haven't had more uh, choices for this. Of course, I'm not taking any calls. There's that bald-headed torturer, John Negroponte, the butcher of Latin America. But anyway, rude and hostile, 312. Dumb as dirt, 115. Mostly okay, 104. By the way, is anybody going to send me the um, herald thing, like, uh, from the newspaper? Or am I just going to have Oh, to... like an, actual, uh, an copy actual copy? physical copy of it? Do we still have one in there in that uh, room there, Josh? That's the one. We'll uh,
3: stick it in an envelope no, okay. for you. Stick it.
1: They're dumb as dirt, 115, that's for sure. Mostly okay, 107. Cum si cum Neither fish nor fowl. Although a little more fowl. I hate this poll 41. Friendly 7. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the best two, and geeks too. Two friendly geeks. They showed up at George's appearance, as a matter of fact. Guy with the eyes? No, no there were more than two. The guy open. with a fanny bag. Oh, who are the other geeks that showed up? Oh, none, none by that name. That guy just... Jack with the hands that. Uh... No, 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 no.
3: Just, uh, just generic yeah. geeks, you know, oh. uh, not, uh, not famous ones.
1: Wow. Oh. I'm sure. Sorry that I stopped doing those appearances, man. Yeah, I'll bet. Especially the one guy that always wore the T-shirt that had a puppet sticking out all the time. Oh, right. that used to come to the hockey games. Wow. I, well, I guess can't... he didn't have any mirrors in his house.
3: I can't wait for the day when I can afford to stop People camera. are worried
1: about my wardrobe, man. Take a look in the mirror yourself, some of you people, or you walk outside the house in public like that. Good God. 5670560. Today ends 30 years. See, tomorrow, I guess, is the anniversary. But somebody pointed out, I guess it was Kevin Baxter. Thanks again for the nice article, Kevin. It was pretty damn good. It was it was fine. It was all positive. It was a nice suck-up job, right? Right. Not a hatchet job You know, like you it expected, Harold. Oh, thanks to the photographer leader, it took 400 pictures, and they used one, but she was very nice. And she actually seemed to know who I was, which, you know, I don't know if that was or, <laughs> or bad. <laughs> That's a first. No, that was very good. 20 till noon, we got Kim Bocamper to talk about the important stuff. We got the, And then we got, oh, man, Thursday. You think it's exciting that we got the uh, Panthers starting up again tonight? We got Marlins Exhibitionist Baseball Thursday. In honor of that new stadium that they're going to be building down there in Homestead. You'd go on down there. And, of course, Josh, well, Josh, probably, see, you got out of that thing just in time. That's what everyone keeps telling me. Because, first of all, they're going to have, like, a little league team. That's number one. And number two, who the hell wants to schlep to Homestead? I used to well, live got there. a lot of good drugs down there, Joe. This, this is, is live there. Neil Rogers.
8: This, this is I know
10: we got radio I've ever heard in my life is on WIOD.
2: Who sounds like a moron? Time. Every time he speaks. It's the way God wants it to be. wants to take a city and cover it with sleep. Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can? Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can cause he wants to make New Orleans taste good. And I don't care what people are saying. He sounds like Jesse Jackson. We as black people. His comments are bizarre. Surely God is mad. When he compares the locals to a Willy Wonka bar. chocolate Ray Nagin can. Yes, Ray Nagin can. Ray Nagin can cause he wants to make the New Orleans taste good. It's time for us to come together. It's time for us to rebuild a New Orleans, the one that should be uptown or wherever they are. This city will be chocolate, a chocolate New Orleans. He never takes the blame for anything he says. Chocolate. At the end of the day. With that chocolate in some coffee and your Juan Valdez, Reinegan ray nagin No, I
1: can't.
2: nagin he wants to make New Orleans taste good. You can't have New Orleans no
1: other way. It wouldn't be New Orleans. Hey, that kind of Ohio we read the story about yesterday, he has a yearning to uh, wash the chocolate down with something uh, really right. tasty. <laughs> and the reason I played that is not because all this uh, hoopla about New Orleans again and Katrina, and they're just, they're, they're just drowning us, if you pardon that expression, in the sea of uh, New Orleans again. But because of the chocolate part. Yeah. Leave it to the Dutch to help demonstrate the health benefits of chocolate. The, the, see, this, this is so asinized, but I, I read it only because it's uh, amusing to me. A study of older men in the Netherlands known for its luscious chocolate, which is bologna. Well, why, 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 since when was the Netherlands known for its luscious chocolate? The Swiss? Belgium?
3: Yeah. Since Italy, they said they were, I guess.
1: I beg your pardon? Since they said they were. No, the Netherlands is not known for its luscious chocolates, okay? that That's crap. Indicated those who ate the equivalent of a third of a chocolate bar every day had a lower blood pressure and reduced risk of death. So, in other words, eat a third of a candy bar.
3: Right. Like
1: 10 grams yeah. of chocolate a day, yeah. Now, that would be really good for somebody like me who's addicted to sugar, is to eat, yeah, just just have a third of a candy bar. You'll live to be 140 researchers say, however, it's too early to conclude it was chocolate that led to better health. The men who ate more cocoa products could have shared other qualities that made him healthier. Maybe they were doing like a lot of drugs. Experts also point out that eating too much chocolate can make you fat, a risk for both heart disease and high blood pressure. No Schmidt. How do you like that? Isn't that <laughs> profound? Wow. Experts also point out, so you have to be an expert to know things like that. You have to be a chocolatologist. It's way too early to recommendations <laughs> about whether people should eat more cocoa or chocolate, said Brian Buis, a nutritional ep- epidemiologist at Wagging uh, uh, at University of the Netherlands, who co-authored the study. It's probably on the payroll of, like, uh, all the chocolate companies in Europe. Probably the Nestle's people are, like, uh, feeding him through a giant tube. Still, the Dutch study, supported by grants from the Netherlands Prevention Foundation, appears to be the largest so far to document a health effect for cocoa beans. It also confirms findings of smaller, shorter-term studies that link chocolate with lower blood pressure. Researchers examined the eating. Look at this. They collected data for more than a decade on Dutch men ages 65 and older. They examined the eating habits of 470 healthy men who were not taking blood pressure, pressure medicine. The people who ate the most products made from cocoa beans, including cocoa drinks, chocolate bars, and chocolate pudding, had lower blood pressure and 50% lower risk of death. Huh. 50% lower risk of death. I'm going to go out and get 40 pounds of chocolate right during the next break. Oh, I'm having some chocolate coffee right now. Cocoa beans contain flavanols, which are thought to increase nitric oxide in the blood, improve the function of blood vessels. They improve the function at your junction. This is a very important article mm. providing epidemiological support for what many researchers have been observing an experimental model, said Cesar Fraga of the University of California, Davis, who does similar research but wasn't involved in the new study. Buisi noted the men eating the most cocoa products Buisi. were not heavier or bigger eaters than the men who ate less cocoa. Bussy, maybe his name is Don and Daryl Bussy from the Chicago Harness Racing Circuit. I'm sure you remember them. Oh, yeah. No. <clears throat> <coughs> kind of like uh, jo- Joe Marsh, Jr. and his son, Ron. Jerry in Jacksonville, North Carolina. You see this? This is where the faxes come from. People out of town. People in town, that's it. Give me the old raspberry. But Jerry in Jacksonville says, Congratulations on being tenacious enough to endure 30 years. About 30, man. I haven't played that yet. I'll play it. Back in the summer of 98, you had a drawing on your show to attend a preseason game of the Dolphins against Green Bay up in your club seats. My family thoroughly enjoyed this experience, and thank you for your generosity. You're welcome, Jerry. That's Jerry with a G, so I can, well, either way. However, six months after that, we were able to escape from Miami to North Carolina, where I calmly listen to everyday work calmly, it says. Thanks for making my work days go by easier. Jerry implies, of course, that uh, being in Jacksonville, North Carolina, is much more uh, serene. And I would agree, even though i would never been there. Do you know where Jacksonville, North Carolina is?
3: No, not exactly. No? I'll, I'll check it out, though. I don't think it's no. near my neck of the near woods. Your neck of the woods? No. Oh.
1: Well, maybe Jerry will stop by and knock on the door someday and bring you, like, a tenth of a candy yeah, bar. Yeah, good luck
3: finding the house.
1: Bring you a little, little tiny piece of candy bar. Now, is Alan Spaulding and uh, what's his name? Are they hiding in your house? Is that where Beth has got them locked up?
3: Well, somebody's in there with Mallet. the power on because I'm getting uh, an awfully Mallet. expensive AC. bill. What? Somebody's got the electricity on up there, so somebody's hiding in my house.
1: Really? Yeah. I'll be there. Maybe Mama's got a boyfriend up there you know about. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. For her. Oh, and speaking of that, I guess before I do these uh, teachers with the sex with the kids stories... Before I do those, and I'll probably take a couple of calls since this is, after all, the end of 30 years on of here in South Florida. Who would have thought I would have made it? I really had my doubts there for a little while. Yeah, not I got to Especially you. after those two trips to Florida, man. Two trips talking about, oh, my God, eating candy. Holy moly. My favorite is when the giant size, you know those uh, Cadbury Easter eggs? Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. My favorite is when the giant 20-pound bag uh, comes out. That's my favorite. <laughs> just kind of like appears magically. Like Jacksonville, uh, chocolate wand.
3: Jacksonville, North Carolina is on the coast, so or
1: near the coast. So. Oh, I see. So probably he's nowhere nice near there. Me. WQAM, hello. Fever. WQAM, hello.
11: Cocoa puffs.
1: What is it? Cocoa puffs? Cocoa puffs. Cocoa puffs. What?
11: Chocolate.
1: Oh, chocolate. Okay. Boy, I didn't realize he had a twin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. W-D-Q-A-M, hello. QAM.
11: Neil, how you doing? Happy Thursday, okay. man. Thanks. Um, what about people in South Florida? The worst drivers. They're what? Worst drivers.
1: Worst drivers. Let's see. People. Are, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Thanks. The worst yeah. drivers in the world. Yeah, they are. Got it. Yeah, one of my cab drivers was yeah. bitching yeah. to me about the drivers here the other day. I said, "Boy, I'll tell you, kiss the ground. You're not in South Florida mm-hmm. for many other reasons as well."
3: You know, if it were only it that... Is
1: which they're not too fond of heads
3: like you guys in South Florida. What is it? Like you guys, If that's the only thing that you're avoiding by living up there, you're you're adding 10
1: years at least. Well, I'm sure of that. I was just... I had that conversation with my regular driver the other day. I was saying that's one of the reasons I'm so... Even though I love my Corvettes, man, I just love my love. Them. Almost as much as Barbara said I love the Jewish people. But uh, I i don't want any part of it. I don't miss uh, driving at all. And Especially now that I know most of my regular cab drivers, even the uh, schmuckaheads. See, you know, when you live in a really big city, which South Florida has nothing to do with big cities, South Florida, as I've told you, for a long, long time is just a bunch of disconnected bedroom towns, right. one of which has nothing to do with the other. And uh, there's nothing big city-ish about it. It's just a, a right. bushly league backwater place. It's a sprawl. It's not a, now, of, a big, big sprawl. That's like all. The sprawl goes on all the way from the Keys all the way up uh, mm-hmm. to Stewart now. As you're flying over, you look down and you see almost no break there on the just just building after building and condo after condo, just you know, just a sprawl of disconnected nothingness, that's all. And you live in a really big city, and you see, uh, you know, in fact, they, they do say, uh, whoever they are, the people who conduct these studies who are, you know, scamming somebody, that this is the most multicultural city in the world, Toronto. And I believe them. It's, uh, you know, and yeah, there are some smelly people. <laughs> most of them hang out at Woodbine. But it's uh. Now let, really, let me
3: ask you because I r- don't really know the ask non me whatever the, the non French Canadians are uh, do they bathe like Americans bathe or uh, or less?
1: No 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 the the only people that are smelly here are like uh, people from abroad. I see. And not all the people from abroad, just some that just haven't learned. Uh, you know, when, when you're wearing that thing on your head for like months at a time, it tends to get a little gamey under there. You know. Yeah. Well, I would imagine the French Canadians are uh, or would be like the French. Right, it's the Stinko, in, yeah. every, in every respect. But the good part of it is we don't have any French Canadians here. I, I, I don't encounter any of that, none, as opposed to like in Montreal, where it just uh, in the beginning I liked it, as you recall, because they have mm-hmm. fa- fantastic restaurants and a nice casino. But, boy, the people there are just obnoxious. So, you know, I, I don't want you to feel bad like they're picking on you, taking on you personally in South Florida. That's just the way they are, the French Canadians. So when the frogs come down and invade Hallandale and Hollywood and Dania, uh, they, they can't help it. That's just them. They are just obnoxious, and like I told, uh, who was I talking to? Woody Graver yesterday about the language thing. Okay, let's pretend that- Believe me, believe me when I tell you, the French obsession is so much, so much. The hatred that exists in uh, the province of Quebec is uh, a thousand times whatever exists in South Florida because of a uh, no speaking of English. I mean, not even close. Not even close. I mean, unless you were doing the bilingual thing at uh, one time, I think they finally stopped them from doing that, but they would, like, put you out of business in Montreal or in Quebec City. That's what I heard. Yeah. Put you out of business. Obsessive, uh, obnoxious. But anyway, it's, you know, and I'm sure, like, people have lived in New York or... Because this is really... And I did live in Detroit, but I lived in Southfield for two years, which is just another suburb. You know, it's a, it was like living in Detroit only from the standpoint that, you know, you hopped in your car and you got on the expressway whenever you wanted. Uh, certainly nobody wanted to go downtown. Yeah. But uh, real big cities, have like, like Manhattan and New York, or uh, L.A.'s got a downtown. I don't know if I want to go there. I haven't been there in too, too long. So I really... You now, for me to comment on L.A., all I know is last time I was there, it was like uh, going to Vietnam. I was waiting to see Robin Williams. That's the only funny movie he ever made in his life. What? Good Morning Vietnam. I'm thinking... Can you name another movie he was funny? Oh, I, I, don't,
3: I don't think that was all that funny.
1: No, no, but I'm saying, yeah. of all the ones he ever made, no, that wasn't all that funny either. He got a right. big hype job on it. Right. It was okay. It was somewhat amusing. So, that's never because he will yet on that same phony act. See, right. he, he's one of those people who is always on. He's always sure. on. When he's interviewed, no matter what uh, movie he's on, uh, no matter where, he's always on. And yeah. after a while, it's a little... A little irritated. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, uh, was...
3: Mrs. Doubtfire was cute. That's about it.
1: Oh, he was dressing up in drag? Mm-hmm. Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, God. Oh, I don't hair. know
3: not in drag anymore.
1: Not at uh, no, not no <laughs> I'm going to go out and get the Tab Hunter uh, autobiography, though, today, I think. <laughs> I just, I just, he, he made a couple movies with Divine. Yes, yes, he did. So how could anybody have known that he was... Gay. Gay. Uh, I guess just a lucky wild guess. And I, I think, think everybody sure. loves that This is Neil Rogers.
8: This is five sixty Q A M.
1: This is Mark Morgan.
5: It's the twelve to one hour on Q A M. Tonight on the Islamic Cartoon Network, it's Bugs are Cully.
4: What's up, infidel? Say, this doesn't look like Creek. I must have taken a wrong time in Afghanistan. <laughs>
10: And this is a moment, David, for our spatial old bits, which should be a little more entertaining than the old bits. That is so deadly boring that even the bits can't be funny. Everywhere I go,
2: Feel my head, Mo. What for? My Rain is numb. Oh,
10: this one? Not that head. This one? That's how not your We got three times to watch. Get a all over there? and yeah. wait for the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, the,
2: oh,
10: what are they supposed to be doing? Get off the bus, I guess. Oh, no. They're special, little things.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
10: <laughs> they're They're very special. <laughs> <laughs> a there. Look at him. Right right the look at him. Look like <laughs> yeah, at
6: him.
2: Right
6: <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Look at Look at him. Look at him. to
2: at him. Look Look Look
10: you some sensitivity, you moron. And now, for our next facial molympic event, uh, the retards will plant the dingleberry seeds. Look at that working so hard. Let's ask her this oddly shaped blonde girl, how she's doing. Hey, you. What is your name? A Rita. So, uh, how's you doing with your ding, d- d- dingleberries? In the seeds.
7: <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear.
4: Get out there. in dark.
7: Get out of here!
1: I tell you one thing, boy. She writes the same with him no more, ain't it? A lot more pleasant. I mean, got a nice uh, email from Blabo Lasseter just now. That yeah. Just responded to. Thanks a lot, Blabo. Take care of yourself. Yeah, really nice thing. Congratulate me on thirty years of surviving. And by the way, I heard the promo that they were running. Uh, I don't know. I guess it was maybe yesterday. See, this isn't thirty years I've been in the business. This goes right. to show you how much they know about uh, anybody, including me. Thirty years in Miami. Run right. It was for uh, 45, 46 years. Yeah. Forty-six years in one of the worst businesses in history. And yes, it has been very good to me, but for most, man, there's a long graveyard, literally and figuratively, of people whose bones are scattered from the, the ashes are scattered all over the place from the hysteria from this business. Pathetic. Mm-hmm. Stress. I got two words for you, man. Stress kills. Of course, especially when you're diabetic, multiply times 100, right? Stress kills. That's why when you call here again, uh, Clarence, uh, you'll hear the dial tone immediately, if not sooner. In fact, I'm going to start, since he thinks I've got these great psychic powers, I'm going to start, like, uh, using those every time the phone rings. I'm going to sit there and put my <laughs> head in my hand, like Kreskin, you know. Oh, I think that's Clarence. I'm not going to answer that phone. See, the one good thing with me, I've got a very generic voicemail here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have my voice on or anything else. So if you left me a message, you'd never really be positive whether I got it or not. Right. No, I like, the, like that? that. I
3: never leave a message. I always use the uh, generic thing. What do you mean by that? Like whether it's your voicemail at home or uh, your cell phone or something like that. There's always a generic message if you just do nothing. Yeah. And I always leave it that way for that very same reason.
1: Oh, I see. In a barely audible voice, a former Rolling Green Elementary School music teacher yesterday admitted to having sex with a fifth grader in 2003. Carol Flanagan. Rather than risk life behind bars on a capital sexual battery charge, Carol Lynn Flanagan, 51 pleaded guilty to the lesser crime of lewd and lascivious molestation. Oh. She'll spend five years in prison followed by ten years of sex offender probation, meaning she'll be a registered sex offender. Flanagan was to give up her teaching license immediately, if not sooner. Circuit Judge Lucy Cherno Brown granted Flanagan a furlough until March 13 when she's to surrender. Should she be arrested or fail to show up then, Brown warned her that she faces a maximum 15-year sentence. She's getting, um, how much? Five years. And ten years of probation. Dressed in a pink jacket and beige skirt with a house arrest ankle monitor bul- bulging beneath her pantyhose, Flanagan told the judge she understood what it means to be a registered sex offender. To be certain, Brown spelled it out for her. It's an adult that preys upon or sexually exploits a child, Brown told her. Gender is irrelevant. And it seems to be more and more, we're getting more of these, which I got that other story about that nasty-looking bitch in South Carolina. More and more women doing this stuff. Well, what's that all about? I don't know. Where were they when I was young? No, yeah, you see, I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that right now because it goes to show the great double standard that you guys have got. If it's that's a right. female, mm-hmm. that's a female teacher doing hanky-panky with a male student, all right, you go, son. You know, makes him a real right. man. You know, that's, that's great, right. right. How come I couldn't get some of that? Although, in looking at these two, I don't think you want any of that. But nevertheless... But if, uh, for example, it was a male teacher uh-huh. having sex with your daughter, or God oh. forbid, with your son, it would right. be like no questions asked. That's okay, right. glad you understand. Right, and they won't be filling the gun with blanks this time either, like <laughs> no. that uh, Persian guy. Hey, don't go uh, ruining Crash for people. I'm sorry. I, I just said I didn't say Crash. You just did it. <laughs> idiot. It's uh, seated in the courtroom during the plea conference. Was the father of the now 15-year-old boy, whom the South Florida Sun not identifying because of the nature of the crime. The father was also admitted to having a sexual relationship with Flanagan. Declined comment. See, this is the part here. This reminds me of the story. Uh, was it in Hollywood a few years ago? Remember we had that story,
0: Hollywood. where the whole family
1: here? was. Uh, you remember that? Yes. Oh, oh, yeah.
3: yeah. That's right. It was here. Was it in Hollywood or Pembroke Pines? Something with a P. Yeah, there was
1: something with a P involved. That's for sure.
3: Right. Yeah, the whole family was uh, in on yeah. it.
1: The father has admitted to having a sexual relationship with Flanagan, but the father's civil attorney Dan Bocci. Oh, speaking of good chocolates from Italy, Bocci. That thing about Netherlands is known for great chocolates. Since when? Since they decided they were. I, I don't know what they're talking about. I, I never heard. I've only been there about two hundred times. I must be missing out. Uh, Dan Bocci said the family is believed to have the uh, relieved to have the criminal case behind them. They're glad Carol Flanagan's going to prison, bot, she said. She was accused of carrying on a 19-month uh, sexual relationship with a boy who was a student at the Boynton Beach School. The boy and his siblings often spent the night at Flanagan's Boca Home, where much of the sex took place. Flanagan gave the boy and his father money. She gave the boy and his father money. The boys testified that Flanagan's husband, Douglas Depew, who was divorcing Flanagan, knew about the sexual relationship, though Depew has said he had no idea. Last summer, the father reached a $1.5 million settlement with the Pew's insurance carrier, a civil suit against Flanagan and the Palm Beach County School Board and others still pending. And in Lawrence, South Carolina, where everybody kind of hangs it out together. He South a, Carolina. A close there. Oh, as a matter of fact, I got it very. I ought to like move this other story up here about the Christian movement moving into Palmetto State. We had some stuff about that earlier. Yes, we, we want did. To like uh, keep people abreast of what's happening in South Carolina. Just some more good reason not to know, uh, right. go there. I posted one story about it. About South Carolina? Uh, Not the Christian movement. Moving into the Palmetto States, and then we probably both posted it. See, every now and then while I was on vacation, I sneaked like a Marine door, a down story or something to uh, Josh Mm -hmm. that I didn't think you were going to have. That's fine, because I wasn't sending enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I guess Saturday, Josh, Josh, uh, George was just trying to make up for uh, lost time. Right. Well, you only got four or five stories. Because the last couple of days I noticed I've been and I don't know why we waste all of our time. Do you know that yesterday I, I look I want to weep when I see how few people are reading these stories on there. Why, why do we waste our time? What, what is the point? I don't know. The, the most read story yesterday had 238 reads. That's about half of what we usually get. Now today, guess which story has got which I decided finally to put on there.
7: I don't know, you know the one about the one the about
1: life? me. Oh oh all right yeah 350 already. And Bush, see, if it's a story about Bush, a negative story about Bush or Cheney, or if it's got the F word in it, or about me, obviously, then it'll get a lot of people read it. Anything else? Ah, we don't get, we don't want to. We don't want to, you know? Come on, read it. We don't want to. And Josh depends on a big part of his uh, desperate income right now for that, so you better get with it. That's right.
10: What, what that do you guys have meals. for lunch
1: today? It's Howie's. Oh, Howie's. Have it a chicken Not John the Baker, though, or something like that. John the Baker's tomorrow. Tomorrow's John the Baker. Excellent. Duff, duff, duff. You notice Duff actually gave me some feedback on that. Glad to find out we're doing a good job for you, John DeBaker. It's nice to, you know, if you have any conscience at all to find out if you're doing a good job or not, which I'd actually like to find out. Oh, that sales department, man, I'll tell you, needs an H-bomb back there. Needs something, Una Bamba. And I'm delighted to see Now, let me ask you this on the air. Brett, remember New York Brett? Is he gone? <laughs> no. Well, how come Brian's got Brandies now, which I'm ecstatic to see Brian Schmutz having, a, you know, a good account. I don't know. Well, that's good to see. I thought Brett had that momentarily, And, of course, Berkeley, she's long gone. Right. That, well, you say it. Lauren, South Carolina, a yeah, former fifth-grade teacher accused of having sex with her 11-year-old student, was ordered held on a $100,000 bond this weekend. Prosecutors have wanted Wendy a Schweiker 36. If you could see the photo, have you seen her picture? No. no. Oh, man. She is, she is the face of South Carolina. The only other person I can think of who represents the state even better was Susan Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Prosecutors had wanted her jailed without bond, saying she was a danger to the community and a flight risk. Schweiger was arrested Friday on two counts of criminal sexual conduct with a minor after the boy's mother accused the teacher of having sex with him at school at least twice, said Lawrence Police Chief Robin Morris. That's Lawrence, South Carolina. The former teacher admitted in a statement that having sex with the boy Moore said, Schweikert, who resigned from her job at E.B. Moore, by, and by the way, since it's now past noon, I'm assuming that the Howard Stern post-game activities are over with now. Herm from Coral Springs, I read your facts on here. I'm still, I'm still suicidal about it, okay? That's how depressed I am that anybody would waste their time sending me a two-page fax, on the one hand, uh, thanking me for all those years and yada, 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 and on the other hand, giving me a song to dance about how he and his brother are compelled to listen to every word that Howard says on serious and uh, not too serious and the post-game show and the West Coast feed and the Central USA feed and the Canadian feed and feed this. And to the feed. Yeah. Schweiker who resigned from her job at E.B. Morse Elementary School on Friday. did not speak during the hearing. didn't have an attorney. The boy's mother tried to tell the judge how shaken her son went, but was choked back by tears. The boy wanted his mother to tell the court he was scared, Prosecutor Jerry Peace said. He's terrified that the defendant will get out on bond. I guess everybody wants a little peace. A man who answered the door at Triker's home Saturday would not comment, Lawrence is in northwestern South Carolina. For those of you who are tracking it on your maps, on your GPS systems. Right, which is illegal in the United Arab Emirates. And that's correct. Just about anything there is, especially if it was uh, if it's kosher. And in fact, you have to we have to sign a document when you go there to prove that you only eat traif The first thing they get. <laughs> no, the first thing when you land at the airport in Dubai is they give you a bacon cheeseburger and they stand there and we will watch you eat it. <laughs>
3: Aren't they kosher too,
1: though? What's what do you mean by the that? Muslims? They got the same. They they don't care. All your people, you know, they know their own. Okay, if you're not one of their own, then it's another story. Okay, don't start pissing off the Arab street, man. <laughs> You're gonna have some raghead come in someday and give you what for, you know? And won't be with blanks this time either. Oh, don't no, say crash again. He'll, uh, he'll Ryan Felipe. You if you don't watch me. It. He'll you Ryan. I want Ryan Poor Ryan, you know. I know. It's your microphone, so sad. On? I felt, I, huh?
3: <laughs> his his problem. <laughs> that I felt was very so sad. bad there at mm-hmm. the end, you know. I know. You wanted to comfort him.
1: Yeah. He's all right. He is all right. All right no problems with okay, him at all. Okay, no when, problem with he's been him. But like he's not this. He's screaming. He's uh, a great actor yeah. yeah. past noon. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you understand. Of course. Matt Dillon. I got the Matt Dillon story. He's up for, uh, in fact, Crash is up for six Oscars. You know that? No, I didn't. I do know.
3: I got that And story deservedly coming.
1: so, I would imagine. One of the fine movies you will ever see. And the fact that I just, I just watched it a few days ago, and it was on again last night on my cable... And it was, like, right exactly in the midway. It was on between 7 and 9, and it was 8 o'clock. So I thought, well, it's got an hour to go. I'll watch it, and I, I couldn't turn it off. It was no, just, it, it's it great. Is, it,
3: uh, it sucks you in. I've seen it twice.
1: Oh, don't say that. And that Don Cheadle, the fifth Beatle, man, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> you, know, you know that new movie he's starring in? Nostril <laughs> You
3: know, now that John Amos ain't around anymore.
1: Well, will you stop with that? That is so bad. <laughs> 12-13. You know what? I, if, if the, I guarantee if the ragheads don't get you, the brothers will. I guarantee you that right <laughs> uh, now. Really good You're at altitude. They know what my love runs Little deep. Little wise-ass spick like you. Hey, attention, men. If you have a hair loss problem, if you're currently wearing a hair system, you better listen to this, please. Charles Alfieri has been supplying and designing hair systems for showbiz people, politicians, and more importantly, everyday schmucks like you for over 40 years. Over 40 years, man. That's even longer than I've been around. Most people say you can always spot a hair system. I say to those people, how many good hair systems go undetected because it looks like the real thing? Charles Alfieri's hair systems are completely natural, designed with just the right amount of hair and the proper recessions. Run your hands through it, and a hair, too. It looks and feels just like your own hair. And for just, this deal is so good you can't pass it up. Remember that? He's going to make us the offer. The word on the street is the uh, deal is going to be so good we can't refuse. That on the air that. For just 99 bucks, Charlie will custom design a hair system for you you try tried for a couple of weeks. If you're happy with the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're getting lots of action, then it's yours for just an additional 500 bucks. Charlie is so confident that you will be satisfied, he offers you the following unbeatable guarantee. If you're not completely happy with your hair system, just return it, and Charlie gives you back the 99 bucks. That's an offer you can't refuse. It costs you nothing. You will lose nothing except that bald spot. So call Charlie today, toll-free at 1-800-321-2413. Make an appointment, you'll find a studio in prestigious Fort Lauderdale. And Charlie will sit your ass down and show you how much better and how many years younger he can help you guys look. 1-800-321-2413. Or on the Wicked Web, CharlesAlfieri.com.
8: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 GAL. Now,
10: two years later and say, it took me a little while. I'm a little slow learner, but,
5: Neil, I apologize. It's way deal. You are the truth. Uh, All right, let's play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. (laughs) Huck Daddy, sitting in the chair. I'll call you Puffy. Yo, yo, man, yo, yo. Are you ready? Yeah. Here's your $100 question. Finish this nursery ride. All right. Hickory dickory blank. Is it A, dock, B, pier, C, marina, or D, inlet? Whoa,
8: man!
2: Is this a $100 question right
5: here? You're kidding me, right? This a $100. For $100. This ain't the million dollar question? Well, this is the first one. Man! It's only for $100. Is this a black thing? Would you like to use a lifeline? Yeah, all right, what do I got? What do I got? Well, we have the Ask the Audience, the 50 50, and the Phone a Friend. Ask the audience. Now, nah, too many white people in here. Eh, 50-50 ain't gonna help me. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna phone a friend. Gonna phone a friend on the $100 question finishing the nursery ride. Yeah.
12: All
5: right, who are we gonna call, puppy? Oh, my boy, Old Dirty Bastard. Old Dirty Bastard? Yeah, Dirty we call him. Our friends from AT&T will get Old Dirty on the line, and hopefully he can help you. Yo. Old Dirty.
9: Yeah, man.
5: Regis Philbin from Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. How are you? Hi. Got your friend here, Puff Daddy. Yo, Dirty, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? All right, all right. Uh, old... What's up, Dirty? Old Dirty, uh, Puff Daddy's in a little bit of trouble here on the $100 question. <laughs> He's the first time, man. First question, and uh, the next voice you hear will be his. He'll come on the line. He'll ask you the question... They'll give you four possible choices. Are you set? Amen. Next voice you hear will be his, and thirty seconds begins now. What is up? Yo, dirty, finish this off for me, all right? Amen. Hickory Dickory Blank. Is
2: it A. Doc, B. Pia, C. Marino, or D. Illy?
12: Oh, oh. Come on, man. I don't got much time. I know this, man. I know it. it's uh, Pia. Pia, you sure? About 30, man. This is a lot
2: of money, man. About 30, 30. All right, man. Thank you very much.
5: About right, 30, man. Time's up. Uh, old Dirty said Pia. Whew. You still have two lifelines left. We are on the $100 question. You know what, Regis? Want to poll the audience? No, I'd like to add a lifeline. Uh, actually, no, there's only uh, three lifelines. You've used one, you have two left. No, no, no. I get another lifeline. It's a brand new one to the game. And uh, what is that, Puffy? It's called Shoot the Host. Puffy, you can ask the audience. I call it Shoot the Host. Puffy, use the 50 50. What's the answer? Puffy, it's Doc. It's A. a.
2: It's Doc. My final answer is Doc. It's Doc. And it's a good one. You got $100. Run, you, run, you Run, 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 run. show it away. Run, run. shove it
1: Prop 21, so that's where that came from. About 30, man. This really? time. It'll be on the disc, I understand. Well, and speaking of the disc, it's yeah, uh,
3: what? Because I just got what? We just got the hot copies in our hands.
1: Wow. And what is this one called? It's called, I think, About 30, man. Yes, Neil Rogers presents
3: About 30, man, commemorating 30 years of entertaining South Florida.
4: Oh, my God.
3: See, it's, it's right on the disc, see
1: and uh, where do they get this? Is there a thing on our website yet, or is it... Uh... Well, Ma-
3: the Miguel and Eric are uh emailing back and forth to get it posted on there. Make sure the link to the store works, all of these things.
1: Yeah, They'll and we'll be tomorrow. some van hits.
3: There will be some hits. We'll a hits, hits yeah. Too, yeah.
1: Yeah, we hear there are going to be a couple of hits. I think one happened already yesterday. Don't mess with my log. Well, that was sure. That was really extra nasty of Joe Bell to come in here this morning before the show and give me that bad news about the water Nazi having submitted a resignation yesterday.
3: He did apologize. He for did, ruining did apologize me for
1: ruining my whole day, and I I said, all right, good. See, he ruined my day in a good day, as opposed to our junior program director who yesterday started me uh, just shoveling. I, I felt like Christie Alley, man, with uh, with ice cream sandwiches. I'm a little distracted because I'm shooting my uh, quail now You're on my up. website. Well, I so can't, I can't pass it up. Every time I get on here, I got, oh look at that! I just shot the guy in the middle there. <laughs> oh no.
3: Track 21, by the way, on this disc, because if I can get it open. Is what is uh, the puffy with Regis?
1: About 30, man. Good. So, so there just, it is. The charity is going to, the money's is going to go to abandoned pet rescue.
3: And just to explain this to people, since we're on the issue, uh, it's got stuff that we could never play. Stuff that we used to be able to play but uh, can never play again. Right. Some old classics. A lot of filthy
1: stuff on right? It. right?
3: Some old classics that uh, we don't want to play ever again, like the Bridge Tender. Oh, But they geez. can't get enough of it. And some nice new fresh things to just, uh,
1: you know, just to be fresh. Yes. Yes, sir. Yes. Like the Bridge Tender. Right. Okay. Well, there Filtly you go. So, was, what, what are we doing, 20 bucks again? Yes, I think so. so and... and that, Yes, go ahead. You got the uh, t shirt, too.
3: The t shirt has the same cover uh, as the CD, and they're big and beautiful and, uh, you know, purple and not too gay.
1: Bobby Dan. Well, that's good. It's a really good cause of Ben and Pet Rescue, because, like I've told you for a long time, most dogs are better than a lot of the humans I've met in my life, especially in, well, I don't want to say especially. that would be bad, South Florida. Especially in South Carolina, was what I was thinking. Ricky faxes and says, Ricky in uh, Ricky Ticky. By the way, thanks again to Rick Shaw for the kind words in that uh, column, that Kevin Bastard thing. That was very nice. Thank you, Rick. Your okay. so Let's tip our cap, our old-sirled cap to Rick Shaw. All right. There you go. I'd like to just one time, see, I know he's bald as a bowling ball, but then again, so am I now, but that's by choice. But I'd like to see him one time without the cap on, wouldn't you? I would recognize See that chrome dome? He used to uh, sit a few rows in front of me. I told you this so many times, it's very boring. But at the Dolphin Games, when I had my season tickets, me and the fat man... Mm -hmm. In every game, we'd be there before the game, and Rick would turn around and give me the big wave. He's a good guy. He's misunderstood. A lot of people, well, same thing with me. You know, a lot of people think I'm a bastard, especially in that building. But that's, uh, you know, think whatever you want. I really see with me. I don't care. He probably doesn't care either. Here's the facts from Ricky in uh, somewhere. Oh, in Fort St. Lucie, John and Ricky. Happy 30th anniversary tomorrow. I'll be flying to chilly Boston, so we'll miss the show. It's cold, all right. Trust me when I tell you. The sun is shining. It looks beautiful. It is cold here, man. No snow on the ground, though. I just mentioned that in passing for Castronova. You're a lot of fun and certainly are addictive. Unfortunately, we haven't been listening to you for 30 years. Our loss, congratulations. Thanks to John and Ricky. Have a safe trip to Boston, okay? Let's see. I'm making up a poll for tomorrow. Can okay, you want me to tell you what the poll is tomorrow? Sure, go ahead. Are you still eating, Howie? still eating, man. Oh, and by the way, speaking of eating, in line with what I was saying before, halal is to the shmata heads as kosher is to the Hebs. Halal, which I see that on signs all over the place. Do the that? Middle Eastern restaurants. Or they have, like, shawarma. What, what is shawarma? Maybe somebody will fax in the same person that knew that. Is that like uh, lamb? I know that they're very big on lamb, which, oh, I, lamb is gamey to me. Do I mean, you like lamb chops? I have
3: never had lamb that I've li- liked li- in my li- life.
1: I don't like it. It's greasy and sweet. Oh, is it? I always thought it was kind of, like, gamey. Yeah, well, maybe that's good. That lamb chops. Although I don't mind poke chops, mm, especially okay. if I was going to go to Dubai. That would be the first thing I'd order would be some nice pork chops. <laughs> anyway, the uh, poll tomorrow... Which I probably shouldn't let this out of the sack yet, but what difference does it make? It's, you know, a little self serving, but who cares? What best describes Neil's 30 years on a year in Miami? Now, here are the, here are the choices I've got. Maybe you've got some additions fun, entertaining, aggravating, ponderous, enough already, informative, a real mitzvah, a miracle, lucky, stale, scintillating, the pulse of South Florida, or provocative. That's good. It's pretty, i got some negative ones on there. But, of course, you know, if you're still listening after all this time, you right. know, and you just want to take a gratuitous shot, you'll plenty of opportunity to do it there, you know. Like stale. Stale Rogers. Oh, and by the way, how is it that we're still continuing? We hardly ever even mentioned don't, don't, the Meister, And somehow, we continue uh, doing a show. It's amazing to me. Oh, I'm sure when the next ratings book comes out, you'll see. All these different uh, clowns over the years. Oh, you'd never have a show if I'm not around. Like Joey Reynolds used to say the same thing, yes, too. Yes, he did. Here is a uh, chronic factor who says a movie in which Robin Williams is very funny, Moscow on the Hudson. Didn't see it. Mm, it, a was, it was addiction. okay. It was fine. Okay. With effects to the U.S. in Bloomingdale's, and two a movie in which he does wonderfully in a non-comedic vote, uh, role, Awakening, a doctor in a New York clinic who wakes up uh, comatose patients, including Robert De Niro.
3: You know the movie Awakening. isn't bad, but the bit that we have about it is much better.
1: And what is that? Awakenings. We have an Awakenings, bit?
3: We have Awakenings 2.
10: In the motion picture, Awakenings.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's probably coming up. Uh, and this is from the Chronic in Cocoa. Not to be confused with the Chronic from Boynton Beach or the Chronic from uh, Boca, whoever it was. There was a, remember that fax I got in which I recognized the handwriting? Yeah. That was really something. And it's Quit Blaming a Hurricane. That had nothing to do with it. And the yada, yada, yeah, Right. Right. Another radio maven, another radio... It's a really cranky person, whoever that faxer is. Now, I'm not talking about the chronicum cocoa. All is uh, straightened out there. But that other one, cr- cranky and nasty and hostile. How would you like to wake up to a piece of crap like that every day? Oh, Are they? Right. 27 past noon at AM. Finally, a TV experience like no other. Make no mistake. Comcast digital cable with On Demand is easy to use and has lots to love. And today, you can try for just 34 99 a month or three months. Why is TV so much better with On Demand? For starters, you can watch a wide variety of movies and shows whenever you want. It's a revolutionary new way to enjoy TV. On Demand is a library of thousands of programs ready to start when you say so. With programming including free movies, kids' shows, music videos, cooking shows, sports, home improvement shows, guitar lessons, and lots more, you'll always have something good to watch right when you want to watch it. And don't forget about control. When you have On Demand, you can start stop, pause, rewind, fast-forward programs using your remote. You can't get all this with satellite. With up to 250 channels plus on demand, you can build your own TV schedule. Who could possibly ask for more? And best of all, on demand is free with Comcast Digital Cable. So pick your showtime, sit back, and you wonder how you ever managed to get along without it. Call today, order Comcast Digital Cable HBO with the power of on demand for only 34 99 a month for three months. Call today, 305 Comcast in Dave, or in 954 Comcast.
8: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAS <laughs>
2: Tonight on the Islamic Cartoon Network, it's Beavis and Bin Laden.
3: <laughs> hey, Beavis. What's that, Bin Laden? Uh, I know how you can get 72 virgins. Virgins! Virgins!
2: <laughs>
4: I want virgins! <laughs> Settle down, Beavis. All you gotta do is blow yourself up. He said blow. <laughs> blow.
7: Blow. <laughs>
5: Americans it's Paul Harvey stand by for news one day mickey mouse woke up and minnie was gone he went to look for her and as he stepped outside he saw mickey sucks written in a yellow liquid in the snow he investigated and realized there was good and bad news it was goofy's urine but minnie's handwriting now page 2 sam was sprawled across three entire seats of a theater when the usher came by and noticed he whispered to sam Sorry, sir, but you're only allowed one seat. Sam groaned but didn't move. The usher became impatient. Sir, he said, if you don't get up from there, I'm going to have to call the manager. Again, Sam just groaned, which infuriated the usher, who turned and marched briskly back up the aisle in search of his manager. In a few moments, both the usher and manager returned and stood over Sam. Together, the two of them tried repeatedly to move him, but without... Success. Finally, they summoned the police. The cop surveyed the situation briefly and said, Sir, what is your name? Sam, he said. Where are you from, Sam? the policeman asked, and Sam replied, to The balcony. Paul Harvey. Good day.
1: Good day. Here's a fact from Pedro who says, Happy anniversary. I've been listening to you since Hurricane Andrew. Listen religiously every day. Tell that moron who listens to Stern City you to get with it. Download Stern off uh, BitTorrent and listen to him after you're off. Going to Vegas this weekend. Staying at the Bellagio. Can't wait to see uh, Sin City for the first time. Never been there. Oh, man. But from your descriptions, I know it's great. P.S. How do you attack the buffet? <laughs> One of our classic calls in the history of this show. How do you attack the buffet at the Emerald Coast? That was great. That was a real idiot. If you ask me. Thanks, Pedro. Are you still there? Or are you no, no, like, I'm uh, um,
3: uh, faxing, relaying a fax.
1: Oh, scared the hell out of me. No, no, I just uh, couldn't add anything to that anyway. Uh, well, here's something that ought to scare the hell out of everybody. The Supreme Court dealt a setback today to abortion clinics in a two-decade-old legal fight over anti-abortion protest ruling that federal extortion and racketeering laws cannot be used to ban demonstrations. The 8 to nothing decision ends a case that the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals had kept alive, despite a 2003 ruling by the High Court that lifted a nationwide injunction on anti abortion groups led by Joseph Scheidler and others. Anti-abortion groups brought the appeal after the appellate court sought to determine whether the injunction could be supported by charges that protesters made threats of violence. See, there's the problem with you religious nuts out there, okay? You can't mind your own effing business. That's the problem, okay? It's uh, supposed to be a free country. You can do whatever the hell you want, live the way you want, but you can't mind your own effing business no matter what the hell it is keep your nose out of other people's bedrooms keep your nose out of women's innards. keep your nose out of other people's decisions okay just like that Terry Ender that story that was the epitome of what Americas turned into mm-hmm. these religious nut jobs and America's become so religious now that we're killing more innocent people than ever before just slaughtering them butchering them well they shouldn't have attacked us that's for damn sure shouldn't have been involved in that 9/11 744 votes, people in South Florida are rude and hostile, 374, nasty, they're angry. And I can understand why they're angry, because most of them are pissed off that they're still there. Dumb as dirt, 148. Mostly okay, 130. 100 and about. About 30, man. I hate this poll. 52. The worst drivers in the world, 25. Friendly, only eighth. Solamente Ocho. And certainly not on Cayocho, they're hostile there. Especially if no piquetapani. The best five and geeks, two out of 744. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon singular wireless. Zone. Let's have a uh, a spurt of call. What do you say? Huh? Well, that's how we got on it right now is a small spurt. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yeah. Yes,
11: sir. Hi, uh, I just thought you might like to know. Today they just released a double disc version of the Network Special Edition.
1: Yeah, somebody called yesterday, but I'm glad you reminded me because I can go out and get it.
11: Yeah, that came out, and uh, Dog Day Afternoon came out as well. It's also two disk set.
10: What was the other one? Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, Dog
2: Day Afternoon. Oh no! Yeah. I'm
10: dying over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Thanks, I just thought you wanted to know. Thanks. Take care. Bye bye. Dog Day Afternoon with Al Pacino and uh, Al- Alfredo. Alfredo. No, Fredo. No, well, that's the the, the, the uh, fettuccine, Alfredo. You're thinking of the Alley again, see? Fettuccine. Oh, I never played that. Uh, see, I, st- I had the best of intentions. I know. And then I didn't play
10: in it. In the motion picture awakenings, we brought you the inspiring story of Leonard, a man in prison for 40 years by a rare disease, until a courageous doctor freed him with a miraculous new drug. But the drug failed. Leonard. Leonard. He's not responding, Doctor. Okay, we're going to have to increase the dosage. Bring in the symbols. Now medical science tries again in Awakenings 2. And this time, they'll try anything.
7: Come on, Come on. Come on. on, come on, come on, come on!
10: Still nothing, Doctor. Increase the dosage. Awakenings 2. A story of hope, courage, and wall-to-wall sound. Two. For drugs have failed, can decibels succeed? Awakenings Two. Now
1: playing at a theater near you. Speaking of Leonard, I wonder what ever happened to that Lenny guy? Remember him? Speaking of chronics, they used to show up with the appearances. That chubby oh, yeah. Jewish Lenny. Oh Don't, boy. Don't uh, he, he ever a basket case? Good God. Talk about obsessed. Get a life, Leonard. I have no life. WQAM. Hello. I WQAM. Hello. I oh, another two in a, in a row. row. Two of my very favorites. WQAM. Hello.
4: Have you visited the fund consumer education website lately?
2: (laughs) (laughs) All the time.
1: All right. I was just on it only moments ago. Let's see. Alex says, I saw Constant Gardner last week, and you were right. I tried to tell you, Alex. I tried to save your eyesight, okay? That movie was putrid, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Thanks, Alex. Well, why didn't you listen to me? I wouldn't make it up. Oh, that movie is so bad, and just like Broke-Ass Mountain, Mounting Man. I still haven't watched the rest of it, and I never will. I don't care who kills who, who does what to whom. It just—it is so slow and ponderous and boring and monotonous. And of course, America, repressed America. Oh, the the very concept, gay cowboys. Oh my God! Oh my God. God! Wow! Can you imagine? Roughly there's something about putting on them chaps and them cowboy hats and riding a house that's supposed to make you a lot more macho,
3: you know? Don't forget the pointy shoes at the pointy heels.
1: As opposed to being like some kind of hairdresser or right. one of them, uh, you know, fruity types that they have on TV all the time now. Shirts with pearl buttons. That's uh, television's concession to the gay community. It's putting out a bunch of Fruit Loops all the time. You know, Queer Eye for the uh, hetero guy and all this other crap. I think instead they just ought to rerun a lot of old Tom Cruise movies. Yeah. 20 till 1 at QAM. Hey, Tommy. You fairy. Come out whenever you can, man. Come out of there. Just stick your head out. No, not that one. Hey, I've been telling you about Dry Concepts for a long time. Now Over 21 years that I've used them on my homes to make even the filthy, nasty-looking carpet in my house look just like brand new. In fact, still got the same carpeting, thanks to them. And right now, I encourage you to take advantage of Dry Concepts maintenance contract that provides you with a 10% discount on all their fantastic services, including their one-of-a-kind carpet cleaning. Leather, drapery, oriental rug cleaning. They specialize in pet odor treatments, ceramic tile and grout cleaning, mattress cleaning. They say goodbye to those dust mites and lots, lots more. All AutoDraw Concepts technicians are specially trained and certified. In other words, they really know their crap. They're not going to make a mess in your house. They're going to make everything look just like brand new. And they always give you a written guaranteed price up front before they go about doing their fantastic job. Don't be fooled by the imitators. You made a big investment when you decorated your home. Now it's time to protect that investment. Call Dry Concepts today. They'll never let you down. In Dave Broward to the Palm Beaches, call them toll-free and tell them that ancient Neil told you to call 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, it's dryconcepts.com.
8: This is Neil Rogers.
1: This is
2: 560 QAM.
12: Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami.
10: Da, 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 absolutely.
7: Anybody
2: here seen Jack Abram
6: in his orange
2: jumpsuit and fedora? He screwed a lot of people, but thieves sometimes get caught. God is the rioting of Anybody here see good Christian doctrine, the people round their time. Yes, yeah, should truth before he's gone, taking a shower with his son. Favors and lies it's what the White House is paid for. For realist Christians who know what's best for you and me, Abram, all right, was in some sun In <laughs> other words, to the enemy But here, Please take it's time to lay For the shelter and hogs a hoist These kindest of tribes They belong in Camp K-Y Abram of Thouston and Tom
1: 12.45 at 2 a.m. Here's Frank in St. Peter Faxon. See what I tell you, all the messages are coming from out of town. Right. In town, it's, there, we want you to die. I hope that guy's listening waiting for my funeral announcement. We'll give you a, we'll give you a heads up on it. Congrats on 30 years in the business, says Frank. Oh, this business sucks, Frank. I'd like to suggest you put translations on your website of all the Hebrew or Yiddish terms you use so us goyim can know what the hell you're talking about sometime. Like, what's coxahoyce mean?
3: That's something you do on a sailboat?
1: No, it's something you do on the throne. Oh. Unless you got a throne on your sailboat. Then you can do it there. Let's see. Here's a fax from old days DJ Rockin' Rich. No connection to Fat Rich. Congrats on the 30 years. I've always enjoyed your show. I'd like to offer one of my car show spots for a van hit for selling your distant T-shirts for Band Pet Rescue. Each Sunday, I host a classic car show at Crabby Jack's Restaurant in Deerfield Beach, where many beautiful classics, and yes, your favorite vets, too, come out for an evening and display these cars for the crowds of peepholes. Only real issue I see is that an employee would have to work on a Sunday evening. Well, we can get Miguel out there, right? Yeah, he's got nothing to do. Listen, let me say this right now, right up front. This was not my idea, okay? This was, I had no interest in doing this. I was opposed to it vehemently. These things have become a real pain in the ass. Now that those discs, and by the way, when you send me the newspaper, you can throw one of the discs in there, too. Okay. But uh, but now that they're going to be available very soon, as soon as somebody gets the first one, it'll be available. People will be downloading them all all over the place. Uh, they'll be burning copies for their friends, and and that's that's the unfortunate part of it is that they don't give a damn about our charity or about us or anything else. They just want a free copy of it. You know.
3: Let's just think about the people who like do that. People pay. that
1: have watched bootleg movies. you know. We'll send
3: you all uh, stick one of those T-shirts in the envelope too, so then you can wear it, and when people ask who that is on the T-shirt,
1: no, I don't get think it? I will be wearing it at all. <laughs> Anyway, there's his cell phone number. Thanks for the laugh. So, whatever you want to do, you know. I passed says, it along. PS, P.S. Hard to believe. No grassroots. Chicago, Three-Dog Night. Johnny Rivers in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Blondie's in there now. See, we, you know, I actually saved It's funny that he should send me this. Yeah. Thank you, and Rich. Because I saved that Rock and Roll uh, yeah, well, Hall sort of, of, of Fame thing. The Hall of Holes. And I got the whole list. And I'm trying to remember the um, thing, how many years it has to be between uh, their first... Was it the first hit that they had on the uh, Billboard Top 100 or whatever? In other words, there's some criteria for being inducted. At any rate, but certainly Chicago and some of these other ones, like Johnny Rivers, go back a long ways, okay? A long ways, and they ought to be in there if they're not. We might bring that thing back. Although any time I do a poll having to do with music, the audience starts getting really hostile. You old turd, you... I still say you better watch that movie, Standing in the Shadows of Motown, or else... Mm -hmm. You're going to be really sorry, because then someday, just on your deathbed, somebody will say, did you ever see that? It was one of the best damn movies. Oh, no, I missed it, and then too late. Ew! That's it. You'll be doing a um, Dennis Weaver, or a Rick Weaver. We always got Bob Weaver still around, I hope. you will do. Well, that going on, Osborne, baby? to sue the Beasleys because you can't really play that without the fart sounds. Remember the thing I used to do when, they were, right. when we played the original one? That's what made it good. Uh, of course, that's what made it amusing and uh, hysterical and entertaining. You know, we just can't be entertaining anymore because the Beasleys are a bunch of sour pie. Idiots. I
2: know you want to leave. Morons. But I refuse to let you go. Yehoos. If I to pay, please, for your sympathy, I don't mind because you mean that much to me.
1: I see, you'd play that, and the average schmuck that would come along would think that's Marvin Gaye, wouldn't they? Wouldn't right. you that would, uh, The I...
3: average schmuck, yes.
1: Right. Not but me. it's not. Or you. And you're not going to tell me that, uh, yeah, you are. You like Marvin Gaye's better. Yes. yes. I don't. Anyway, about Shawarma, the best way to describe it is that it's the rough equivalent of Greek. Now, do you say heroes or gyros? Well,
3: <laughs> there's the right way to say it, which is their way, and then there's the way that you can get your order right.
1: It's, it's, well, that's why I'm asking. It's gyro.
3: That's how they say it. You know, uh, if you say that, they'll laugh at you and then spit in it. So I say gyro, or yeah. you won't get your order.
1: I thought a gyro was like a thing that kept uh, spinning around like a drape. That's
3: exactly right.
1: The best way to describe it is it's the rough equivalent of Greek gyros, a shawarma. It's also been referred to as Arabic tacos. It's lamb or chicken or a combination of beef and lamb or even goat. Oh, it's cooked up on a... Bits spit, and the meat is carved off like zeroes. Gir- uh, yeah, they have those in the windows of all the uh, Middle Eastern restaurants. There's a whole bunch of them here, By obviously. the way, goat
3: is not bad, but
1: lamb is yucky. Oh, goat? Goat. Oh. And goat's milk to is the really meat, good. So
3: sure got my goat.
1: Mm-hmm. You idiot, Clarence.
3: So let me ask um, you.
1: Yes? Do you like it colder or shawarmer? What's the other thing? It's falafels and falafel balls and shawarma. That's the only Middle Eastern that food is. I know from. And, of course, Hamantajen. Uh, you know, it's almost foreign, by the way. Even the Arabs, I understand, enjoy Hamantajen. And they love their Danish, which are now called, what, what did they change the name to? Oh, flowers of the Prophet Muhammad. Yeah, flowers, something like that. Flowers of the Prophet Muhammad. They won't refer to it as Danish pastries anymore, but they still love them and they're not going to give them up. In other words, they're pissed off, but not that pissed off that they give them up, those Danish pastries. What a, what a bunch of nonsense. Well, we don't want to get the Arab street angry, you know, <laughs> because of one word, O-I-L, baby. That's We don't want the term, them to take a wrong turn on the freeway and shut off the spigot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yank that. Tube! Almost 800 votes on the poll. I think if we'd have really put our minds to it, we could have gotten to 900 a day. We got uh, 789. What do you think? 900? Yeah, you can do it. WQAM, hello. QAM.
11: Yeah, after all these
1: years, you still can't take corner. WQAM, hello. QAM.
11: Neil, little
1: Joey. Hey, how do you like that?
11: I know. It's little little Joey just
1: turned 70, not that we're getting old, the rest of us, but how do you like that? What a treat.
11: Well, I figured How's your would...
1: lovely schoolteacher wife doing?
11: She is uh, teaching the little turd
1: balls as we speak, so. Great. Well, I Still, still married. This is very unusual.
11: Yes, and I've got a four year old and a two year old, so Wow. I know. Isn't it scary?
1: That is scary. I know. So what are you doing these days? Selling drugs or something?
11: No, I actually make full circle. I told you I got out of the drug business, I became a CPA and now I'm working for a drug business as a CPA.
1: So. Excellent. There there you go. A real good scam artist, man. Hey, exactly. You gotta, you gotta figure out how well. to stay in the
11: drug business though. So.
1: Right. Well, especially if you're from Columbia.
11: Uh, no, I'm not from Colombia, but that, you know I, that, that won't preclude people from doing that. But anyway,
1: you're not uh, Colombian. No. Who the hell am I thinking of that's Colombian? Are you Venezuelan? No. Where where's your people My from? My parents were from Cuba. Uh, you're Cuban. No, now he I'm tells not. me after all that. these years for crying out loud, I never knew that. <laughs> the I way thought, he's dressed. Who am I confusing him away? with? The, who's from Colombia that we know? I think Orlando was. Get out of here! Orlando was as Cuban as Fidel Castro. Man, as Elianito. <laughs> Trust me. No, Yo, believe you, and me. He, he, was,
3: Cuban, no he was
1: Cuban, and boy, oh, boy, uh, talk about a closet case. I mean, he was a good guy. A
10: good guy. All right. Neil, God.
1: No, that's Kurt. That's another closet case. Well, listen, uh, it's great hearing from you.
11: Same here. Uh, I yeah. think I might be up in your neck of the woods this summer, so.
1: Really? Well, uh, you know, I we, draw a you. <laughs> give a real loud shout out there. Come by Woodbine. You'll see me there plunging my guts out. All
11: right. Well, hey, congratulations, Neil.
1: Thanks, Joey. Take care. All of right, right. take care. Take care. Fine. There's a good guy, a little Joey, having her. Oh, mm-hmm. and you put Widow Joey on the air, and you won't put me on the air. Gilbert will be in the corner crying now. I should have mentioned that to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's turned uh, Gilbert's life into a pile of mung, into a pile of donkey dung. Why doesn't Gilbert you're, understand? You put that?
4: on the air that Widow well, uh, Joey all the time, and uh, <laughs> you won't put me on. And uh, you bastard, you Nazi uh, Hitler, Hitler. <laughs>
1: My favorite was those uh, those appearances we'd go out and do, and Gilbert would be there, and he'd go off in a corner and cry. I'm, not, I'm talking physically. I'm not exaggerating. Right. He no. would cry because we weren't paying enough attention to him. That's right. He wasn't the center of attraction. And then, of course, Rick Riley latched onto him, and then look what happened to Rick's career right after that. Oh, by the way, the one thing about Rick Shaw, I was thinking this in the shower this morning, kind of amusing, is that I don't know Rick that well. I think, uh, you know, we've ever spoken like more than 50 words on the air, but... Uh, I think of all the people in this business that he probably detests the most is Rick Riley. And I don't think he would be reluctant to admit it, unlike some other people I know. I don't hate Rick Riley. He hates him. I didn't say you. You're getting very defensive about it. Now, isn't he defensive, Josh? Yeah, he is. Awfully defensive. Probably getting red in the face, too. We buried our hatchets. Yeah, you buried it, all right. That's what Duff said. WQAM, hello. (laughs) QAM. Now, that, that was definitely worthwhile. Yeah,
3: that was special.
1: That was really Happy special. The way he worked on that and worked on that, and then finally, yeah. poof, out it came. Like a giant BM. WQAM, hello.
11: Happy anniversary.
1: WQAM, hello.
11: Hi. Yes, sir. Uh, this is Greg. Greg? Yes, it is. Greg Reed? Uh,
1: <laughs> I sure hope not, because I wouldn't speak to him. I'll guarantee you that.
11: Well, don't know who he is, but glad I don't either.
1: He's our former general manager. What's up, Greg?
11: Oh, um, I just, I know tomorrow's the big 30 deal, um, and it, 30 it'll be packed
1: with, are you there?
11: Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, um, you know, it'll probably be packed with a lot of... Uh, you know, high-fueling folk uh, calling in for uh, congrats. But uh, I'm a guy that, uh, from the lower end of the spectrum, spent uh, 10 years incarcerated at uh, a local institution, a correctional institution. Wow. Listen to Neil faithfully. He got me through that time. Uh, I just want to tell him I love him for, for, you know, everything he did during, during you know, that period, you know, a of, of ways back during the career. Uh, this was, uh, I guess, uh, from 90, uh, uh, from 88 to about 97. Um, and, uh, he's just the best. He got me through that time. I mean, I, I'm sure he won't expect to hear a lot of calls like that. It'll be, you know, uh, like I say, people from the higher end of the spectrum. I'm doing great now. Free houses. Are, uh,
7: <laughs> you know, been out for,
11: for, for, been out, you know, since 98, and I'm doing fantastic now. Good. Good. But, uh, you know, Neil got me through
1: that. He really Excellent. did. Excellent. I'll pass it along. Thanks a lot, Pally. Okay. Thank you. And don't do it again. How do you like that? Uh, be sure to tell Neil I got Yeah, I'll pass that along right away. Okay. 1257 at 560 WQM. We got Jim uh, Mandage at 4, preceded by the uh, Kimba Bo Camper Show. Well, it ain't really the Kimba Bo Camper Show. It's the no show, is what it is. It's the old Mo Show, which is now a no show. It's a revolving dough from 2 to 4. This
8: is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Oh, this is honest. This is not a tumor. It's the 1 to 2 hour.
2: airing out my package on the internet with real groupies on the bus with us the love best, they're the best with the skills that make you grin me and scott drop trowel and we never went limp. And all the chicks rush us up and down the spots and made us both kind of hot x-rated to watch and of all the web streams up there from coast to coast it's the one video you're downloading the most like pamela and tommy their little show we had our sex points immortalized on video yeah, buying this tape will be part of the reason why the sales of my CDs will be leaping. It's a kid, rock, Scott, staffing the girls. Buy yourself a copy now, sucker. we got our willies hanging out now, baby. Like a short hand down with the camera rolling out now, baby. Rock stars like this, rock star
7: hanging out now, baby. Still from
2: fans, it's rockstar. Now, baby, you can see a bad case from a mile
1: away. I got news for you. I don't want to see Kid Rock with his clothes on, with his clothes off. Uh, maybe in a box would be good. I don't want to see him. Okay. Do I have to see him? I'll take all those pictures, then. Good. Matt Dillon, I don't mind seeing him. Now, there's a guy right. who, uh, quite frankly, has really um, come from one, at least from my perspective, from, my, from where my fat ass is sitting. I I used to despise Matt Dillon. He really got on my nerves. He bugged me, too. He was just annoying. You know, he was in like 8,000 movies, The Cotton Club, and just a whole bunch of other real uh, garbage, you know? Yeah, it was annoying. Mm -hmm. But now, I mean, I think it started with Drugstore Cowboy. Am I right? I don't disagree. Maybe maybe that wasn't the very beginning, but he sure was very good in that. That's the first time we noticed it. Right. Well, we noticed a different Matt Dillon. And he stopped trying to be like uh, Marlon Brando and whatever else he right. wanted to be. And he started like being just his, himself. His brother, by the way, got extraordinarily ugly, Kevin Dillon. Fitty. Fitty. I, just, I just mentioned that. But anyway, uh, Matt Dillon crashes the Oscars, says this article. It says, out of the expansive, talented ensemble of uh, Paul Haggis's crash, the Academy... Now, what's the difference between Hummus and Haggis? The Academy has yanked Matt Dillon, the rock-jawed former teen heartthrob. Well, he ain't no teen heartthrob no more. But that, that's, uh, he's 41. And in the movie, he could, like, uh, he looks pretty old. Dylan's turn as a ferociously racist cop landed the 41 year old actor his first Oscar nomination. And at the March 5th Oscar Gale this Sunday, where John Stewart's going to be the MC, by the way, and I sure hope he's a lot funnier than he was last night on Larry King. Oh, Larry, why did you do that to him? The statuette will either go to him, George Clooney, for Syriana, I'll get back to you, Syriana, Paul Giamatti, Cinderella Man, Jake Gillenhall for broke, back, uh, broke Ass Mounting, or William Hurt, A History of Violence. Well, how come we haven't heard anything? Heard nothing about that movie, A History of Violence? I haven't either. Anybody seen it? No. Never heard a word no. about it? Anyone? Nominated for, <laughs> for six Oscars, including Best Picture... Crash details the impact of racism on colliding characters in L.A., though the cast includes Don Cheadle, Terrence Howard, and Sandra Bullock, who's got a very minor role, by the way. Dylan's menacing but humanistic police officer has been singled out more than any other. How come they left what's-his-name out of there? Tarzan. I don't know. Why? Johnny White No, uh, the guy that plays Brandon Tarzan. Frazier. Uh, Brandon Frazier. He's also got kind of a... Uh, he's not very good in that, to be honest. I thought he was all right. He no, he's really all have a lot to do. He's, no, he, he and Sandra Bullock, well, first of all, they were married, and so I guess maybe that couple just was a minor, minor part. After starting out in Hollywood as a teen star, Dylan expanded out of that mold, beginning with Gus Van Sant's thru- See that drugstore cowboy uh-huh. dating. Oh, man, have I got my thumb on it or what? That's when he became Matt Dillon that we know today and like a lot. He, now, I will say this. The movie is great. I wouldn't say that he's great in the movie. He's very good. In fact, there's no one person in it who I would say is great. Think you know they- what I mean? Oh, the Iranian guy. Oh, I'm sorry, Persian. Yeah, he was great. He right. was great. You're me. Great. Yeah. I wonder if he knows that Mel Blanks is dead. <laughs> He's since mixed dramatic roles to die for beautiful girls with comedic fair singles, and there's something about Mary. In August, he'll star in Factotum. Well, I'm not sure we can say that.
3: i An adaptation choice.
1: of the Charles Bukowski novel directed by Norwegian filmmaker Ben Hamer. Dylan plays the hard-drinking author's alter ego, Henry Chanasky. Crash is clearly a pinnacle of Dylan's career, though an unexpected one. It feels like it doesn't really have anything to do with me. He says, except I just showed up, and that goes on with this interview. But a beep, a boop. If you told me a little uh, over three years ago when City of Ghosts his directorial debut premiered at Toronto, in three years' time things are going to be great. I never would have believed it. He said, I like that City of Ghosts at the Toronto Film Festival, no doubt, because it's like a real city. Anyway, so Matt Dylan is very good in this movie. Like I said, he's not great, but it's an accumulation of really outstanding, excellent performances. Right. Now, good like, story. Magnolia, see, I would say Magnolia, the acting is better. I agree. I, agree. I mean, in Magnolia, and even Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. as much as most people now are just nauseated with him, right. uh, he's very good in that. By it. the way,
3: yeah. yeah, that's the thing with Tom Cruise. I can't stand him. I think he's a crazy person, but he can act what he wants
1: to. Yeah, and he he was very good in that. And, of course, uh, Jason Robards, who was dying literally and figuratively because he was really dying in real life, uh he kept saying. I'm
12: dying over
1: here. And the Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, I saw the last ten minutes of uh, Capote. Not Capote. Oh, yeah? uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Kinsey. Oh, yeah. I got to see that from the beginning. I don't know that I want to see Capote. I'm, oh, he's just a little... i just tired of those kind of... So, uh, the more previews movies. I see, the less I want to see I it. don't think it's for me, you know? Yeah. I'll let, you, I'll let you, uh, Josh watch it. By the
3: way, I agree with the, the Magnolia statement, the acting, but I think Crash was a better movie.
1: Yeah. I love, let me put it to this way: they're both excellent. See, why, why do we? Why why do, we, do people always feel compelled to put magnolia down? I don't know what it is about that. Why, why is there? Because of the frogs and. Oh, is that what it is? Well, the, the I, I'm not crazy at about the, the end. frogs either. <laughs> but like I said, most of them stay in Quebec. <laughs> I mean, the frogs make it a bad movie that detracts no, from it. No. I think. The loose ends make it a bad movie. What other movie did you ever see that had that kind of a thing in it? You know, frogs. Some cheesy sci-fi well, no, no, movie, yeah. or something like that. No, I huh? gotta
3: say, no, that was a that was a new one. That was a new I twist. I you've
1: heard the song "It's Raining Men" by the Weather Girls, but it's raining frogs. That's a new one on us, eh? Oh, you must it's, not have ever looked in Hollywood. Movie. It's a fine movie, and uh, William uh, H Macy is great in that movie. And what's her name, uh, Julianne Moore? And everybody that's in that movie mm-hmm. is sensational. Yep. And a guy that plays the cop that we can never think of what his name is, who's a very very good actor. Uh, John C. Riley. Very good. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular wireless line. Look at that phone. Is this special or what, huh? Coming to QAM. Hello. Thirty years later, and this is what we're left with with these phones. This is what I'm left with. See, you weren't on last week. You weren't on the week before that. You're not going to be on this week, and you ain't going to get on the week after Sukkot either, okay? Even after Purim. So just give it. And that was the only line flashing there, too. I think this moment right now, this, this capsulizes the 30 years I've been on the air in this town better than mm-hmm. anything else. Right, right, right at this moment. For, put it in the freeze frame, you know? Just amazing. Astonishing. Nobody would believe it. That's why when you're always giving me this crap about writing a book about these years, nobody would believe any of it. They'd think for it was pure fiction. Well, Oprah would believe it. Yeah, well, she'd believe anything. Bitch. WQAN, hello.
6: WQAN, hello. hello. drone.
1: You know, I, I may go, just go back to my pile, because e- even I'm just nonplussed by this crowd. WDQAM, hello. Neil. Yeah. Yes, sir.
11: You can't win
1: with a black quarterback, and the Holocaust never happened. Okay, thanks. WDQAM, hello. 567, this is my last call for calls. And you know something? As a tribute to myself, I might just take off tomorrow on my 30th anniversary, based on this response here today. This is just pathetic. And people think that I'm overly critical of uh, South Florida or anything about it. And please don't give me a song and dance about the calls on the sports shows, man. It's all the same 20 people. You know, even okay. Wayne had his finger on that years ago. When this station first did that all-sports format, even he was onto that. It's the same 10, 20 people over and over on every show talking the same crap, asking the same stupid questions. And we're getting really close to that NFL draft, don't forget. It's only a month and a half away. WQAM, hello. Hello, uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, happy
11: 30th, man. Thanks, man. Uh, can't believe you made it uh, this long down here.
1: but Especially with this crap, man. It's, it's just amazing. It's just mind-boggling.
11: Yeah, and, uh, not, long, not, a, not only being on the radio, but just living in this town. Yeah. But besides that, can I um, add something to your poll? Is it too Go ahead. Bad? Go ahead. How about unbelievable?
1: Oh, you mean for the poll for tomorrow? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Pally. Uh,
11: it's the only two-hour.
1: <laughs> oh boy! I'm, I'm trying to write that. My pen won't write now. I think uh, it was that last flurry of your calls that got me. Unbelievable! That's cute. Five six seven zero oh, five sixty. We're waiting for the intelligentsia to start calling in. Remember that guy before? said that the, the maybe, oh, that's tomorrow that those people are going to call in. That's so, right. I forgot. All those contrived calls I set up. Right. QAM, Hello. QAM.
11: Yes, I wanted to ask George if
1: he was going to see any of the movies at the Miami Film Festival, and if he recommended any. Yeah. And. And. That's it. Oh. He's asking you, not me.
3: He was asking me? Yes. I don't know the answer.
1: Oh. WDQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Pretty good.
11: Uh, Neil, I got an idea for you about how to stretch out for another 30 years and really drive Greg no Reed things. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Get put together all of those old, best of Neil the way, remember you used to run them in the summer? The best of Neil shows?
1: No, no more of that.
11: I know, but you could, do heck, you could run that for another 30 years, right?
1: Yeah. Greg or, Reed's long, Greg Reed's long gone, man. He's history. He's out. <laughs>
11: Another thing you could do is take all those great bits that they won't, the FCC won't let you play anymore. Yeah. Sell them all to Sirius Radio or XM. Let them play them there.
1: Okay, great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, then have got another great idea. Them and uh, listen to them instead of us. That's a really good idea. Ooh, yeah, like I said, i got a lot of stuff here. I'm going to get you all of it between now and two. I am. I, I had I don't know what happened there. I must have had like a momentary lapse of judgment. Mm-hmm. Or maybe those six uh, ice cream. I was going to say that, yeah. Uh, the, finally the, sugar shed, the blood sugar finally like, spilled over into my uh, whatever. Rectum. Yeah. But uh, that, uh, enough of that. Tomorrow we can just really uh, revel in all these fantastic. I'm, I'm sure that the upper crust are going to be like uh, just lined up by the thousands to call in. That's right. To send Revelly. their best. 12 minutes after, and this New Orleans stuff. Seriously, when is this going to stop? When are they going to stop wasting hour after hour after hour with these silly ass people with their stupid outfits on, drunk as a skunk, and running around like, hey, everything's great. Know, you know, are like they showing any boobs? Any no. breasts. Yeah. No. So then, what's the point? No, they're showing a lot of boobs, just no breasts. 12 minutes after one at 5:60 QAM. This is Neil Rogers.
8: This is 562
2: AM. Bush ignored the city of New Orleans. Yes, some of the people down there say he failed. Stuffs the people in the Astrodome like cattle. While half the National Guard was in Iraq He cut funding for their levies Looters causing anarchy In Aruba we made a bigger deal In search for Natalie Holloway For one white girl we trained a lake even asked for help from the Navy SEALs. George Bush was vacationing in Crawford. I guess next year there'll be no Mardi Gras. Girls Gone Wild needs the city of New Orleans. Or they'll have to send their film crew to Florida.
1: God forbid, 118 at 560. Winn-Dixie Stores announced today that it's going to sell or close another 35 stores. All right. Bringing in the total of 361 since the regional supermarket operator filed for bankruptcy protection last year. Winn-Dixie said it plans to close 28 stores in Florida, three in Georgia, two in Alabama, and two in Louisiana because they're not meeting the company's financial goals. Maybe people just don't want to buy that mystery meat wrapped in those, uh, you know... Opaque plastic packages. Those packages you can't see through, right. Over the past several months, we have thoroughly reviewed our store base in an effort to ensure Windexy is able to emerge from bankruptcy. As a healthier and more competitive company, President and CEO Peter Lynch said in a statement. They currently operate 585 stores in Florida, Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia, Mississippi, and the Bahamas. Yada, yada, yada. Here are the stores that are going down. Uh, and most of them right there in your neck of the woods. Davy 4460 Weston Road. Closed. Going to close. West 18th Avenue in Hialeah. Sterling Road and Davy. Oh, no. Well, it's a good thing Mom ain't with us no more, you know. Well, that's yeah. been there a long time. See, you know the, the one Dixon? on the corner of Sterling and mm-hmm. um, uh, Davy Road Extension? You know that one? I do. 1707 East Commercial Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale. Pompano Beach, uh, 1199 South Federal Highway. 1885 North Pine Island Road and Plantation. I believe that's the one on the corner of Pine Island and Sunrise, I do believe. The one where P.D. Bolger, the assassin shops are at least used to. Piece of crap. 18350 Northwest 7th Avenue, Miami. 15900 West State Road 84 in Sunrise and 2145 Northeast 164th Street in North Miami Beach. Closing, too. Also, West Palm, Palm and whatever. I'm not looking at the other page. In fact, they don't even list it. It says skip to page two and there's nothing on page two. Nice going, Sun Sentinel, you idiots. By the way, thanks to the Sun Sentinel and Tom Jick especially for the fantastic, heartwarming recognition. You know, 20th and 21st, Tom did those big stories, you know, and did the big articles and the whole deal. I got the big plaque with you. And that's it. Uh-huh. That's okay. That was little Tommy that wrote, uh, you know, Neil's going to have a tough time. He's going to be out of touch doing a show from Toronto and yada, yada, yada. And, of course, they never admitted that he was full of crap since he's out of touch most of the time getting wined and dined in L.A., where to can, like, have him write all those puff pieces about these TV shows that are off the air in five weeks. Nice going, Tommy. You're right on top of it, baby. Christian movement moving into Palmetto State. See, every every now and then I have one of these bad... I'm just out lucid, you know? Mm-hmm. And I start hallucinating and believing that something might change, even even for a yeah, moment. That's just a fantasy. Exactly, I, I do indulge in those fantasies very briefly, and then of course a day like this brings me immediately right back to uh, you know to the uh, usual. Because one one piece of advice I always had to people that came to South Florida in this business for the first time. Yeah, don't. Well, beside that, don't expect anything, and you'll never be disappointed. That's I, those are my words. Don't expect a thing, and you'll never get. They'll never let you down. From his rural home near Lodi, California, Corey Brunel keeps close watch over the news from South Carolina, and he likes what he sees. Turning the state into a promised land for conservative Christians will be easier than he had thought, he says. Brunel, a 30-year-old 30, man. financial advisor and founder of Christian Exodus, believes thousands of religious conservatives across the USA agree with him when he says their influence on government is diluted by liberals and Republicans who have failed to do what mainstream Americans elected them to do. The answer we came up with in late 2003, move like-minded Christians to one state, South Carolina. And I say we'll pack you a bacon cheeseburger, okay? We'll pack you a whole bunch of sliders from uh, Royal Castle.
3: Why couldn't it have been, like, South Dakota?
1: No, South Carolina is perfect. No, it isn't. got to drive through there. Home of Susan Smith. The state was a logical choice that already is conservative, having played a major role in the rise of the Republican Party since Ronald Reagan and it's home to 750,000 Southern Baptists and Bob Jones University, a fundamentalist Christian institution, some of the real Farbisnagoyim. Brunel's plan is to recruit conservative Christians to move there and tip the scales further to the right, further to the right. In other words, can you say F-A-S-C-I-S-T? Brunel's yet to move to South Carolina himself, he says, because he's too busy recruiting. But he says he's working out the logistics for his family to relocate. See, the, the born-agains are recruiting now. Anita Bryant used to tell us that it was all the homos that were recruiting, but uh-huh. now the
3: born-agains are recruiting. Well, it's good when they
1: do it. Oh. With well, a decisive majority, Brunel says his group would be able to pass laws that line up with their biblical principles and in their interpretation of the U.S. Constitution, laws that include outlawing abortion and homosexual relations, allowing governmental displays of Christian symbols, and ending state-funded education. These are real far man. It's a Christian country, and the rest of you, that hell with you, get out. Okay, I did. Considering the size of the exodus so far, only about 20 people have moved to the Palmetto State, most of them in the past year. Brunel's optimism might seem a little bit quixotic. Still, he believes the movement will succeed because of the support his small band of immigrants already is finding in South Carolina. Plus, he expects more families to move this year, maybe like two or three more, maybe five or six. He's picked six counties as the first targets for local yokel action, and the ones where he once estimated it would take 500 immigrants to turn the tide, he says now it would take 100. By 2008, he hopes to see a strong presence of Christian Exodus-backed candidates in all six counties and anticipates an overwhelming impact statewide elections in 2014. The idea isn't as far-fetched as it may sound, said Laura Olson, a political science professor at Clemson University who studies religion's influence on politics. In many states, I would say no chance, but in a state like South Carolina... Where nothing could be finer, where lots of people are in on that sort of boat to begin with, it's the sort of thing that's not unfathomable, she said. Edward Gausted, professor emeritus of history and religious studies at University of California, Riverside, on the other hand, said, I think it would have little chance of going anywhere unless there was a secession of South Carolina from the Union, to which we say, All yeah. Right. Just like the frogs there in Montreal and Quebec, you want to see if they were smart here, they tell them, bye-bye, we'll pack you a smoked meat sandwich, get lost. Right? Right. Je me souviens, baby. Exactly. Jean Bonzie. Z." Doug Thompson, your buddy, writes in the com The Rant. He says, My high school Latin teacher loved the phrase, Veritas Vos Libera. Uh, uh, li- uh, how do you say that? Liberabit. Liberabit. Okay. okay. Nice piano player. Love a rabbit. The truth shall set you free. Nice sentiments for the Romans, but in these po- politically charged times, perhaps the operative phrase should be Who shall set truth free? God knows there aren't a lot of truth floating around uh, the halls of power in Washington these days. In fact, truth took a sabbatical decades ago and never returned. For most of his five years in office, President George W. Bush considered truth an expendable commodity. Truth just couldn't justify his desire to invade Iraq, so he used manufactured intelligence. Truth wasn't enough to launch his war on terrorism, so he launched a campaign that more, uh, depended more on fear-mongering and paranoia than actual fact. In April 2004, Bush told the American people that any time you hear the U.S. government talking about a wiretap, it requires a court order. Nineteen months later, he admits he signed an executive order three years ago, three years earlier, that allowed the National Security Agency to wiretap phone calls of Americans without a court order. There are such things as roving wiretaps? That in any reasonable definition of the word is a lie, but politicians never admit they lie. They issue clarifications. Coroner Re- a Re- 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 Republican about Bush's lying, and he or she will most likely say something like, Well, Bill Clinton lied about Monica Lewinsky. Democrats will then all say Clinton lied about with sex, not national security. Applying relatively to dishonesty is a favorable ploy of politics. Yes, one side says, our boy did lie, but the other side's lies are bigger. Sorry, I can't buy that. You're either honest or you're not. You either tell the truth or you don't. George W. Bush lies. So did Bill Clinton. So did Bush's daddy. Remember Read My Lips? Ronald Reagan lied all the time. Jimmy Carter claimed, I'll never tell you a lie, which in itself was a lie. Gerald Ford may have been too dumb to lie, but he wasn't in office long enough to build a solid record of dishonesty. Richard Nixon, LBJ, the prosecution rests. Lying has become such a pervasive part of political culture that those who don't lie even consider it dishonest. That those who lie don't even let me sit read that again. Lying has become such a pervasive part of political culture that those who lie don't even consider it dishonest, like Greg Reed. It's been on our side or our position. Truth has no bearing, carries no credence, and lacks even consideration. Suppose for a moment that when confronted with questions on the Watergate break in, Richard Nixon would have said, Yes, some of my staff got overzealous and out of hand, I've accepted the resignations. A little uproar, but the matter would have faded into history while Nixon completed his second term. Suppose Bill Clinton, when confronted with the questions about Monica Lewinsky, would have looked at the press corps and said, yes, I did have sex with that woman, Ms. Lewinsky. Then it would have become a matter of adultery between him and Hillary, but it probably would have blown over, pun fully intended. Carrying this fantasy even further, suppose Bush had told Congress and the American people that we don't have any real proof that Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction, but we think he does, based on past history, and we're pretty sure he conspired with Osama bin Laden to plan the 9-11 attacks. Congress might have told him to go back and get the facts before launching an attack that has cost more than 2,200 American lives, countless Iraqi civilian casualties, and destroyed America's credibility on the world stage. Then again, Congress caught up in the post-9-11 bloodlust, might have said, go ahead, Saddam's a bad man, bomb him into the Stone Age. We'll never know what decisions might have been made because the decisions that were made were based on lies, not on truth. Bush claims he launched the war to free the people of Iraq. What we really need is a war to free an outmoded concept called truth.
8: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560
4: QA. An hour ago listening to you, first of all, Nick Carter has more talent in his right toe than you will ever have, and he's not a pineapple head, you stupid fat faggot.
7: Who's
8: the monkey that's more fun than a barrel of humans?
4: Party,
6: party, party with the animals.
4: I was drinking Jack Daniels all the time.
6: <laughs> he never says a word. Uh, uh, uh,
4: uh, I, uh, if there's trouble,
10: he's behind it.
4: I admit it, Dick Cheney's an ass. <laughs>
10: and if there's a chance for adventure, I guess I'm the black sheep of the family. He's into it.
4: I recognize that Americans want our troops to come home as quickly as possible.
10: This will not happen on my watch.
4: We intend to stay forever.
10: Curious George.
4: Our children and our grandchildren. Or grown for body parts.
10: Now, he's in a whole new
8: world. Uh, And still up to the same old tricks.
4: Well, I... I, Maybe I need to learn to communicate better. Welcome to the world of curious (laughs) George. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me. (laughs) Can't (laughs) get (laughs) fooled
1: again. 34% approval rating. Let's hear it. For W, the bumbler. And, of course, 18% for... Ben I, Dick. Okay, here's the recipes that we're, I was asking for before, and I'm kind of like sick to my stomach reading them. Yeah. Hummus, pureed chickpeas. Ever see a chickpea? Uh, yeah, lately. Pureed chickpeas, sesame tahini, and herbs and spices used as a spread on to by, and it says here, camel jockeys. You're going to really piss off the Arab street using language like that. I'm telling you. And then haggis, it says a revolting concoction using sheep's lungs, stomach, heart, lungs, oatmeal, and spices. I think lungs is in considered the national dish of Scotland. Yeah. Maybe that's why they act so strange up there, laddie. Just can't get you enough know? lung. Oh, God. Maybe that's why they walk around with them kilts and nothing underneath. No, that's not why. You've got to stick your
9: spoon in it, lad. Don't worry, it's not going to
1: break. It says, frankly, I wouldn't give you a pinch of poop for either one. I second that emotion wholeheartedly. The New York Times sued the U.S. Defense Department yesterday, demanding that it hand over documents about the National Security Agency's domestic spying program. Now, don't you sometimes wonder, I'm I'm sitting here reading these stories, you know, and Mm do you think that a person that calls a radio show and goes, like that, do you think he really cares about these things that I'm reading or anything that's going on in the world?
3: No, they just care about when you're going to pick the phone up again so they can do it again.
1: Oh, I see. Well, not today, by the way. And you know something, I'm really thinking very seriously, as as a gift to myself on my 30th anniversary tomorrow, wouldn't it be special if I never took one call tomorrow? Don't tease. Wouldn't I? I'm going to so think about How are you that. going to
3: prevent their outpouring of affection if you do that?
1: I, I've already seen a preview today. Believe you me. I've already seen the real preview. Affection is not not a word that exists in the vocabulary of South Koreans. Yeah. It's mostly <clears throat> hostility and hate.
3: How are we going to take all those uh, contrived phone calls that I arranged?
1: No, I guess we may. Well, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> decided yet. i have to tune in and find out. And I know you weren't, wouldn't be stupid enough to do that again. Especially after recent events. No. The Times watched a list of documents, including all internal memos and emails about the program of monitoring phone calls without court approval. It also seeks the names of the people or groups identified by it. The Times in December broke the story that the NSA had begun, and after they sat on it for a year, by the way, the NSA had begun intercepting domestic communications believed linked to al-Qaeda following the 9-11 attacks. That provoked renewed criticism of the way the George W. Bush is handling his declared war on terrorism. Bush called the disclosure of the program to the Times a shameful act, and the U.S. Justice Department has launched an investigation into who leaked it. Probably that guy in Ohio. The Times had requested that maybe Ricky Martin. The Times had requested the documents in December under the Freedom of Information Act, but sued upon being unsatisfied with the Pentagon's response that the request was being processed as quickly as possible, according to the six-page suit filed at federal court in New York. You go, Times. Once in a while they get it right. You know, sometimes they're a little bit slow. Sometimes they say Eva Miller on a story that she's incapable of uh, giving any answers to. She's an idiot. The federal officials, this is uh, about the retired Army lieutenant colonel who's on the no-fly list. Mm -hmm. The federal officials who are busy assuring Americans that they've got their act together when it comes to managing port security aren't inspiring much confidence with their approach to airline security. When Dr. Robert Johnson, a heart surgeon who did his active duty within the U.S. Army Reserve before being honorably discharged with the rank of lieutenant colonel, arrived at the Syracuse airport near his home in upstate New York last month for a flight to Florida, he was told he could not travel. Why? Johnson was told that his name had been added to the federal no-fly list as a possible terror suspect. Johnson, who served in the military during the first Gulf War and then came home to serve as northern New York's first board-certified thoracic surgeon and an active member of the community in his hometown of Sackett's Harbor, is not a terror suspect. But he is an outspoken critic of the war in Iraq, who mounted a scrappy campaign for Congress as the Democratic challenger to Republican Representative John McHugh in 2004, and who plans to challenge McHugh again in upstate New York's sprawling 23rd District. Johnson, who eventually made it on the flight to Florida, is angry, and like a growing number of war critics whose name have ended up on no-fly lists, some of them prominent, many of them merely concerned citizens, he wants some answers. Why would a former lieutenant colonel who swore an oath to defend and protect our country pose a threat of terrorism, he asked, in interview with the Pittsburgh Press Republican newspaper? So far, he's not getting satisfactory responses to his questions. No one at Syracuse Airport would tell him why he was on the list, nor has the Federal Transportation Security Administration, which compiles the no-fly files, been forthcoming, except to say that names are added to the watch list on the recommendations and information received from federal agencies and information, including intelligence and law enforcement agencies, yada, yada, yada. The story's gotten a good deal of media attention in upstate New York, and Johnson is speculating with reporters about whether his name ended up on lists list because he ran against McHugh as a veteran who boldly declared that, I know the ravages of war and I know the sacrifices that have to be made when a war is in our national interest. This war is not in our national interest. McHugh's office denies any wrongdoing by the Republican congressman, a senior member of the powerful House Armed Services Committee, who brags about working closely with the Pentagon and intelligence agencies. Johnson is not backing off his call for an explanation. The physician candidate told the Plattsburgh paper that the secrecy surrounding the... I said Pittsburgh before, Plattsburgh. The secrecy surrounding his name's addition to the no-fly list, and the prospect that it might be there because of the anti-war views is outrageous. This is like McCarthyism in the 50s, says Johnson. Well, let's bring him back again, Joe McCarthy. What do you say? And Roy Cohen and right. uh, David Shine, G- I'll David get a Schein. double. He kind of took a shine to G. David. It was all a big gay thing, but then again, we don't want to hear about that. Five six seven zero five sixty. I'm giving the phone number. I'm certainly not taking any calls, but I just give it out to keep you off the street. Yeah, the 880, 884 votes. See, we'll get to nine hundred top of the hour. And if Josh would have pushed it, we'd have made a thousand today. If but he's got. You know, we can't really lean on him too much because first of all, he's headed to like four thousand stories in the last uh, since you've been on. Secondly, he doesn't realize I'm sending a check in the next couple of days to keep him pacified. Hey, happy anniversary. (laughs) I thought it was supposed to be the other way around. I thought you guys were supposed to send me a gift. I did. That's okay. you never got there. They're treating you like crap, which is, uh, and that, of course, is, and I feel guilty because it's partly because you're connected to the show. Yeah, partly. Yeah, and like I, I said, it's entirely because you're involved with a show. If you're involved with a sports show, you'd already be making like 80 grand a year. <laughs> and be able to park under the building. I, I don't know what you're laughing about. It's true. If you were like had your head up Clarence's ass, you'd be making a big bucks. You'd yeah, have your, own, already pretty crowded you'd have your own Jaguar and your own parking spot out there. You'd probably get the Water Nazi spot. Let me go lube it up. The spot. <laughs> yeah, Duff will tell you what spot to lube up. 884 votes. People in South Florida are rude and... <laughs> and hostile, 433. Dumb as dirt, 154. Mostly okay, 152. Yeah. Harmless. The worst drivers in the world, 59. I hate this pool, 58. People in South Florida are the best. Solamente Ocho, it's been eight for a long time. Friendly, eight. And geeks, Solamente Dos.
8: This is Neil Rogers.
1: This is
6: 560 QA. Hey, day,
4: boy. Volley-pop, little boy.
0: Talk no. about your Teflon presidents.
6: Ooh. You ain't kidding. Goodbye, George. You gotta go, me o oh, my own. You gotta go home, because you fucked up bad on the bio. Absolutely. But you sure flew quick when it came to sick, Terry Shiloh. Cube! Son of a bush, is a foot in your tush, now say goodbye, yo. That's Hi, George. While people drowned, you played a round of relaxing golf. Well, he was on vacation for IRTs and not your cup of tea, that's evident-o. Oops. And no one cares to even prepare for the worst scenario. You were the one busy having fun, and that's a no-no. You'll investigate at a later date. That's real bullshit. So, think your situation, the ones that what? don't should get locked up so it don't continue. Duh. But no one will get blamed like with ancient flame No heads will roll Of course And as for this, there'll be a slap on the wrist and no charges file What a surprise Cause you're a liar No one gets fired with each new mess Oh, nobody A new death toll A slip in the polls That's no problem He'll fix it Your spin machine will deal with New Orleans, cause that's their job, oh. As per usual, son of a bush is a foot in your tush. You're You're an an asshole. We We just just don't understand you got blood on your hands, but want no blame, oh. I'm a problem solver. You made it obvious, at least to most of us, you have no shame, oh. Shame, what's that? And what's with that smirk, you stupid jerk, when people have died, oh. Son of a bitch, you should be impeached, and we mean from Now do us all a favor and get the f*** out. You hear? Jackass.
1: 147, I think Jackass is an understatement. Anyway, I never mentioned it on the air. I mentioned when he uh, wandered and waddled into the studio. Congratulations to Brian and Allison, the Beast. Got a wedding invitation in the mail yesterday. Lovely thing. Did you get yours? Actually, I'm,
3: I'm told that that's a pre-invitation. To alert you that an invitation is going to be followed. Oh, I see. July
1: third, two thousand six, got their pictures here. Fireworks right. will fly as two rivals collide, not in the swamp, but in, not in the orange bowl, but well, the Trumps and the Sunday house, Florida, and it's got the, uh, the she's wearing a gator outfit and he's got, of course, the hurricane thing on. Isn't that sweet? That's sweet. That's sweet. Save the day, July third, you turd. Anyway, uh, nice going. And go, they're right there should give hope to to everybody, anything alive, the beast. Landed a bride. More than 50 killed in a string of Baghdad attacks. More bad news oh, from, we're uh, fine. from over yonder. Just in, at least 25 people were killed and 43 others wounded tonight, tonight their time, in a blast near a Shiite mosque, the most recent in a string of bombings in Iraq's capital. In all, at least 55 people were killed today in Baghdad in the latest violence in this explosion last week that heavily damaged a revered Shiite shrine. Further frayed relations on the Arab street. No, it doesn't say that. I just made that up. Officials said more than 170 people were wounded in seven attacks Tuesday in Baghdad. And it goes on with some of you over here. But it's just they're dying like flies. And that's because we're liberating the man. Freedom's on the march. It's coming. And so is electricity and water and all these other things. And safety. Right. Republican governors are openly, oh, and you know what? I gave it 30 seconds thought. About 30. About 30, man. About not taking any calls tomorrow. You know what I said? You know what my uh, final resolution was? Yeah, screw that. Yes. Yes. Oh, you're not going to? I'm not going to take any calls tomorrow. Huh. Huh?
3: I better call all those people back.
1: Get out of here. You didn't call anybody.
3: (laughs) I didn't call anybody. Good.
1: Because, well, you know, first of all, it'll be so boring, you know. I, I, don't, I don't like doing boring. I mean, it's inevitable that when you're on four hours a day, uh, five days a week, and you work three, four weeks a year like I do, you know, sooner or later there's going to be some boring spots, you know. But the idea of doing something that you know is going to be boring, just a butt kissing, and you know, oh, happy anniversary, got enough of that already, okay? I'd rather go back and play a whole bunch of bits and, like, do a little uh, verbal intercourse, uh, to, uh, you know, over the history of the whole thing. Thanks to Sid Levin, thanks to uh, dead people like Dick Casper, Gary Lawrence, who's still alive, I believe, I hope. You know, the people that uh, helped me make this money, because believe me, that, that's all it's all about at this point. Trust me. If there were ever any doubts, not that there were, but if there had been, after this experience today, it just proves to you what it is, what it is. just like Michael said in Godfather 3 to, uh, to Vincent, to Andy Garcia. You are what you are, and that's my message to South Florida. You are what you are. And thank you for helping me make a very, very handsome living and be able to go and plunge my guts in woodbine and do whatever the hell I want. Uh, but uh, you know, it, it is what it is. It ain't going to get no better. It isn't going to change. Anyway, so why you think I made the wrong choice? No, absolutely not. You of all people? No, I'm just razzing you. No, Republican governors are openly worrying about. The Bush's administration's latest stumbles from the natural disaster of Hurricane Katrina, to those of its own making on prescription drugs and port security, are taking an election-year toll on the party back home, to which we say... All right. All right. The GOP governors reluctantly acknowledge that the series of gaffes threatens to undermine public confidence in Bush's ability to provide security, which has long been his greatest strength and probably his only strength among voters. safety, safety. Safety. You've got solid conservatives coming up speaking like they haven't before. It's likely that something's going on at the grassroots. Republican Mark Sanford of South Carolina said, whether it's temporary or not remains to be seen, he'd be saying. The unease was clear in interviews of more than a dozen governors over the weekend, including nearly half of the Republicans attending the winter meeting of the National Governors Association. The annual conference was taking place in a capital enthralled by the political firestorm over government plans to approve takeover operations at some terminals at 60 U.S. Ports by a company owned by the UAE, the freaking Arabs man. Some of the same people that bombed us on 9-11, that knocked down the Twin Towers and uh, attacked the Pentagon, that hijacked four commercial airliners, that killed like uh, over 3,000 people. And when, uh, just like your buddy Lou Dobbs said last night, when commerce, as uh, your Treasury Secretary Snow is now talking, when commerce supersedes safety, safety, and homeland security, then it's pretty obvious that the whole homeland security thing is just a trumped-up pile of crap. And you know something? If, indeed, this administration was involved in 9-11 and or knew about it, then maybe they realize that there probably isn't such a great threat of uh, terrorism in the first place. Unless they create it or allow it. Right, exactly. They know know it ain't going to happen again because if it does, it'll probably be uh, on their watch. It'll probably be uh, with their... uh, uh, Exactly whatever.
3: They know it's not going to happen. You, you, they you haven't planned
1: that. it. Yeah. In other words, if, if you invade, if you're the only criminal in uh, Broward County, for just as an example, and you might be, uh, you know, in your neighborhood, and, and you're uh, doing stick-ups at convenience stores, it's easy for you to go public and say, guess what? Uh, for the next couple of months, there aren't going to be any stick-ups to those convenience stores, because I'm not going to do them. How do you know? Because I'm the one that's doing them. Anyway. Huh. This is kind of a Florid- Floridian-like. More than 500 counter-protesters held, back, counter-protesters held back by 300 police officers ground out the message of a neo-Nazi group that marched through Orlando's historic Paramore neighborhood on Saturday over the weekend. Didn't have time for this yesterday. Neo-Nazis in Orlando, what a concept. 22 members of the National Socialist Movement, some wearing khaki uniforms with swastika armbands, finished their march with a rally outside the federal courthouse that could not be heard over the cheering crowd. I thought probably a lot of people would have just figured it was the Bush crowd,
3: you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Just no, a presidential no. rally. Same old. The group shut down the rally 90 minutes early and left town. They hauled ass. They hightailed it out of there. Seventeen people were arrested, all of them from the crowd separated from the neo Nazis by lines in, of police in riot gear. Police and civic leaders expressed pride that the event ended without the violence some had feared. I've lived, lived here since 44, never been more proud of Orlando, Orange County, and Central Florida, said former legislator Alzo J. Reddick one of the organizers of the Be Cool campaign that urged residents to ignore the march and the rally. Like Skokie all over again, okay, neo-Nazis. Oh, and do I have time for this? The the EPA won't oppose the U.S. Department of Defense and DuPont Company's plan to dump a wastewater byproduct of a deadly nerve agent in the Delaware River. The agency said it's assured of safe treatment for up to 4 million gallons of caustic wastewater, created in the treatment for VX, a chemical weapon with a pinhead-sized potency to kill a human. DuPont is treating VX for disposal at Snuc- or Newport Chemical Depot in Indiana. One more good reason not to be in Indiana.
8: This is Neil Rogers. This is 560
2: QAM. It's, day- it's day- day- In day- Miami Town. At 560
7: oh, wqA Left
2: the White House for the weekend <coughs> Headed down to Texas to go shoot some quail Looking to have some fun Loading up the shotgun. Should be weeding rail. Did he have his eyes shut? Shot his friend in the cold gun. Don't go hunting, hunting, hunting with the chain.
7: Yeah, yeah.
8: Blue 89! Blue 89! We the authority. Sports Radio 560, WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale.